For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hello and welcome to the Movie Graveyard. Not the first show of 2024, but the first commentary of 2024. And it is, uh, no matter where you're at right now, I don't care where you're at, if you're East Coast, West Coast, if you're overseas, it's going to be cold. So we figured... I don't know, it wasn't cold this weekend in Florida, according to Royal Rumble. (laughs) They actually had super hot weather there. And they were so happy because they were in a dome to enjoy that weather. But, um... Yeah, I actually went walking today in a t-shirt, which is very weird for January where we live. But, um, yeah, so we're rolling along with the... Uh, the most traumatizing movie you will ever watch in your yeah, life. <laughs> the winter classic, winter sports classic, <laughs> Aspen Extreme. A movie I always thought would only be about sports, but it's actually about so much more. Yeah, this one was hard to watch for me, like... Not because it was bad, but just, like, the emotional journey you go on. I was afraid maybe you might be bored with it because it's, like, an older, kind of slow-paced drama, but it had a lot of shit going on that you was reacting to when we watched it. Yeah, like, it's not necessarily my style, but I'm not closed off to, like, a good movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> they they really uh, give it to you in this one. So we're going to be rolling. We're rolling off the uh, Kino, I guess the now extinct Kino Lorber Blu-ray, because I think I bought it on the closeout sale years ago, a year or two ago. You bought the last one. Yeah, I got the last <laughs> copy, known to man. Um, but uh, you guys might have a DVD, or some people even might have a VHS. I remember saying some, somebody saying about a VHS on Facebook. So yeah, and like I never see this movie on TV or streaming, but you never know. It could be somewhere. Um, I have a pause at the 22nd mark of the Blu-ray, which is the Hollywood Pictures logo, which was always one of my favorite movie studio logos. Uh, sadly, no longer exists. Killed by Mr. Robert Iger, the champion of Hollywood. He did it all, and then he walked away, and he shut it all down. But, uh, yeah, this was a Hollywood picture, which means it was technically a Disney film. So, yeah. So, 22nd mark on the blue. We got it. It says Hollywood Pictures, and you see that beautiful Sphinx. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. I'm going to say go, hit play on your remote. All right, everybody, get ready. One, two, three, go. So since it's the Sphinx, like, do you think it had anything to do with the Egyptian that was built in L.A.? Mm, I don't think or so, because Disney never had any ties in, to it. in any way. Yeah. I, like, I never really got, like, what the... Uh, you know, correlation was between Hollywood pictures and the Sphinx. Like, <laughs> yeah. it really has it. Like, other than like, I mean, I don't know. Like, literally, the movie Cleopatra was a mm. classic Hollywood movie, but I think that's even that's reaching because that wasn't a Disney film either. So, I don't know. I thought this part was pretty cool. Like, I don't, I've, I've mm-hmm. never seen the assembling of a car before. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like. um like, the way they put the dashboard in and stuff, like, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the beginning of that movie, Christine, but except instead of a evil car, these guys are just making uh, regular <laughs> Ford pickup trucks. And then we were saying how, like, they're all brand new, but, like, they still look, like, old to us. <laughs> yeah, because they're old-style pickups, but, like, yeah. No, but, like, even the paint doesn't really look that, like... Shiny and new. I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) They look kind of like used cars. (laughs) Well, I think it's funny, too, is, like, compared to what we probably expect now, it's, like, it's not, like, super high-tech looking assembly line. Like, it looks pretty much like they're just putting cars together in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. It's weird. But, um, 
Yeah, we're introduced to our lead here, played by uh, Paul Gross, I think is his name. And, like, yeah, he works at the uh, local Ford plant. And then, like, we'll get to know his buddy a little bit later here. Um, Peter Berg, who works at this local ski park. But, um, yeah, just like a little small-town Americana-type opening to the beginning of this movie. This cool guy with his long trench coat. Long trench coat and rollerblades <laughs> slung over. Which is funny. He's like, why Why didn't he just rollerblade home? But this yeah, guy look cool in his boots. He does. <laughs> stealing that Chalion Fat style. The trench coat. Our boy Martin Kemp showing up in the credits. Uh, part of, uh, I think, Spandau Ballet. It's funny because I don't think he was wearing that, uh, that Ford shirt sure, while yeah. he was actually working. Yeah, he was just, he was sweating pretty good, though. He might have got too hot. He might have took it off. He was just rocking that T-shirt underneath. But, yeah, we see he puts up on the wall a rejection letter from, this time from Esquire magazine. Let's, you know, uh, you know, they're not going to be considering his work. He's a writer. And, like, it's surrounded by a bunch of other rejection things. So, like, we get the, um, we get the, you know, impression he's in this small town trying to make it as a creative writer and not really getting anywhere. And, you know, he's getting frustrated. Well, it's already sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it's it's just... It is what it isn't. Because, like, obviously he has, it's like, a bigger dream. Yeah. yeah. Here we get introduced by Peter Berg. Which, I will say, like, I... When I bought this movie, this was a little bit of a blind buy. Like, I literally only bought it because Peter Berg was in it. Mm. And, like, I always liked him. Like, all the way back from, you know, as a kid seeing him in Wes Craven's Shocker. Um, so cute. He looks like a little boy. <laughs> yeah, his his character is like really uh, childlike in this movie, which I think is what really makes him endearing. Yeah, um, rosy cheeks. Yeah, and we get like a little backstory <laughs> here, and like it's obviously not winter time yet. There's no snow, so he's just fixing ski lift parts and shit. And it's oh, just, is that what that is? Yeah, oh, yeah I guess. they're like the chairs for the ski lift. Huh. You know, it's the off season, but they're they're trying to get ready for the I didn't coming even thing. That. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say too, like I didn't really remember because I watched this movie about a year ago for the first time, and then when we watched it, it was only the second time I ever seen it. But like for like an old ass movie, which obviously probably it's like it's not like it was a priority for anybody. Like I thought this Blu-ray like looked awesome. I yeah. mean, just the colors and the and the clarity and the the film like quality of it. And, like, that's why I just think, like, you know, if you have, like, a good, um, like, master, like, a film print or something that you can make a copy out of, like, because usually, like, older movies like this that were, like, never really big hits, like, when, you, when you're when you lucky enough to get a Blu-ray, you put them in and, like, they're all shitty and scratched up and, like. I don't know about these captions. He just, like, said a bunch of stuff and the line never changed. <laughs> yeah, like, the subtitles are, like, and, like, even the font is, like, really weird. It's, like. I don't know, it's like all tiny and shit. So he tells them he got that reject letter, and then his boss also told him they want to give him a promotion. Yeah. And he's not happy with that. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want a promotion, because he doesn't want to make, a, you know, a Ford pickup trucks in Detroit forever. You know, he's a Michigan guy, but uh, he doesn't want to be here forever. He wants to be a writer, probably seeing the world, I would imagine. He proposes leaving, and his friend is like, no, dude, this is our home. This is where we're from. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say, like, this opening here with these two guys, and, like, they have a really good banner, and obviously they're, like, lifelong uh, 
friends and shit and kind of the comedic banner they got going. I say like like the first time I watched it, I remember like from this point on, I was just like sold on this movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I really thought it was going to be because I was used to like all the like the ski school and hot dog, the motion picture, and all these fucking goofy ass ski movies from the eighties. This came out in the early nineties, but like. I really thought this was just going to be a madcap romp of, like, these two small-town guys going to a big ski resort town and having fun and shit. Like, I wasn't prepared at all emotionally for uh, the roller coaster ride of drama that this movie takes you on. I thought it was going to be just mostly, like, uh, like, you know those old, like, skater videos that used to come out on TV and then they, like, start extreme sports videos? Like, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of that, like... Warren think, Miller's extreme fucking ski and shit. Yeah, like I didn't think there was gonna be like really much like story to it. I mean, I didn't know. I did kind of, I didn't know what to expect because I yeah. never heard of this movie before. But like, really, with this conversation, they're like really like setting you up for the seriousness of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I guess happiness, I should say. He totally just convinces Peter Berg just to drop like everything and like let's just drive away from this town tonight. You know. Well, I think what made it hard for me was that, like, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Wasn't a, wasn't his last name, like, Rudecki or something? Yeah, it's, it's something Stuart Rudecki. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep calling him by their actor's name. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. TJ and then Rudecki. Like, their. Or Dexter, I'm sorry, it was Dexter Rudecki. Their conversation is just, like, it really made me feel bad for Dexter, because it was, like. You could tell he was perfectly fine being there at home and, like, he's really just doing this for his friend, you know? And, like, even before I found out what ended up happening, like, it just, even from that initial conversation, like, you could tell that he just wanted to, like, make his friend happy. Yeah. Like, they set up the friendship like that where, you know, he would have been fine staying home, whereas the other guy really felt like there was more out there in the world for him. I think he would have been fine staying home, but at the same time, he wasn't fine staying home without his friend. Yeah. I think he left because he didn't want to lose his friend. Yeah. Also, I mean, I get it. I did the same thing when I was probably around the... Well, these guys are probably a little younger than I was, but around this time in my life, I did the exact same thing. I couldn't wait to run away from my hometown and move cross country and all that shit. Yeah. It's like sometimes you got to do that shit in your life, especially when you're young, just to like prove you can, you can do it. Cause like most people either, most people don't want to do it, but even if they did, they don't have the balls to do it. That's scary. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I guess I kind of did it in my way too. Like at later on. Yeah. But like, and I, I mean, all I had was, oh, the only person I had was you. I came to a place that was, like, completely different from where I was from. Yeah. But, like, um, I did the reverse you did. Like, you came from, like, small town and went to big city L.A. And I know. I went from big city L.A. to small town. Small town. I would <laughs> say small town. Smaller town than yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not population-wise, but just yeah. with what's here, yeah. But uh, it's, it's a scary thing. And it's funny because it's, like, people like will point it out to me of like oh like that was a big like that was a brave thing you did and i'm like really like mm. <laughs> i just felt like i needed to get out like <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's how i felt like yeah. you you feel like you know I, I guess it's just like the fear kind of for me at least the fear of just getting trapped somewhere you don't want to be and then yeah. wandering later you know yeah. and it's like it's like now the opposite now i'm ready to go back but <laughs> 
But yeah, it's like just that idea of like there's some you think you feel that there's something better for you. Yeah, you're not just gonna settle for like people telling you like you'll never be shit, you know. And that's basically what that guy wanted to get away from. He didn't want to get stuck in his little crappy job, I guess, that he thought he had. Yeah, if he would have took a bigger role at the car plant, you know, he would have settled more into a career that he didn't want. This part's funny. Yeah, here, here, here they meet the uh, the dad from Boy Meets World, <laughs> and like. They're riding, like, this ski tractor up to the top, and Dexter, like, I don't know why. Of course, Dexter's on the top of the tractor. <laughs> on the top of the tractor, yeah, the tank thing. <laughs> and it's just more crazy, wacky hijinks. And, like, again, like, you just think you're in for a good time at this point. And basically, yeah, they're doing, like, there's a mass audition of, like, 50 people skiing down this hill at once to uh, getting evaluated to try and become ski instructors at this resort. Mm-hmm. They're all gonna be fancy, doing tricks. Yeah, actually, it's probably more than fifty. Probably like sixty-seven. Yeah, probably about sixty people there. And I want to say that they're they're going to only hire like seven or eight. I can't remember. I thought it was wasn't it ten. No. I don't even think. No, I don't even think it was ten because yeah. I think the guy was saying it's like only like seven or eight. Already, they're doing tricks. Yeah, everybody's all being fancy, but but as you'll see here, people will start wiping out pretty soon. And like again, I just don't. You know, I'm not it's saying it was the snow looks. It looks like paste. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I'm not saying it was easy to film these skiing sequences, but I feel like there was probably very skilled camera people and you know teams. Like back then, how there was always all those like stunt teams with cars for mm. the James Bond movies. I'm sure there was probably stunt teams, filming teams. You know, skilled in this kind of. Uh, this kind of snow uh, skiing filming, but it's it's really really good. Like this is what I thought the whole movie was gonna be like, like them being in some competition or something where they yeah. had to do like various like legs of uh, different trails or something. Like yeah, I just thought it was gonna be a lot of that, well, especially with the name <laughs> Aspen Extreme. But yeah. kind of, kind of the thing that's like interesting about it is like the extreme part is more like their life not so much the skiing the guys are doing tricks <laughs> yeah uh dexter, dexter. i like how dexter has that that jacket that's like fucking duct taped together on the arm and shit but yeah like they're clearly like the blue collar ski guys you know in this pretty upper crust town but you know one thing they get all the dead bodies up there. i know <laughs> like 20 people just scattered all over the hill because it was like it wasn't straight down it was just like big bumps they had to like navigate terrible <laughs> like, yeah. all i could think of five positions yeah five positions um all i could think of when i would watch that is like oh, their knees are gonna yeah. be so bad when they get up well, that's why a lot of skiers that blow out their knees, like things happen yeah. like that. But I will say one thing, like you could see it in that thing. Like, I mean, I grew up around snow like my whole life and stuff. But like that was like, you know, like it actually looked how they they call it like fresh powder. Like yeah. it looked very powdery every time they would hit and the, the, the dust with the, of the powder, uh, the snow would come up. Everybody's got a good butt. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. This is another scene, like, I couldn't believe how good, like, the picture quality was on this. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I, uh, see 4Ks that don't have, like, all the little stubble on his beard and shit. Like, sometimes mm. I see 4Ks that don't even have that much detail in it. 4K. Don't talk about that. 
<laughs> I gotta say, I actually watched watched a pretty decent 4K last night. That actually, because oh. I I really I'll give a thumbs up to uh, the Kino. Uh, what is it, Kino Lorber 4K of uh, the score with De Niro and uh, Ed Norton? It looked really good. But yeah, um, they kind of noticed like the girls are like the di- you know they're kind of like different than what they're used to. Uh, they're used to more like you know Midwest. <laughs> Uh, beer drinking girls in here, like all the girls are all fancy and they're, they're all ski bunnies. Yeah, they're all snow bunnies. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm a ski bunny. Mm. I always thought she was so strange looking. Yeah, this actress. I think I I knew her from All My Children. Yeah, <laughs> my mom would watch it. Yeah, her name is Bryce in the movie. <laughs> I love her hair, though. Yeah, she does have a nice hair. Of course, uh, Martin Kemp is her boy toy. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the hotshot uh, ski instructors. DJ Burke Salad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. But this scene, too, like, they're kind of just killing time, ha- grabbing some drinks, waiting for the results to come out to see if they have the job. But like this, uh, this uh, little scene here, it makes you. Even though neither one of us want to ski, it makes you just want to go to a ski resort and like hang out and dress up and like. Well, I've always had that thing that I always tell you, like I want to go to the one on that reservation. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a whole ski resort. Uh, uh, they have skiing. It's not necessarily a ski resort, but yeah, um, yeah. Like they have a lot of stuff. How I tell you, my fantasy is to be sitting by the fireplace, drinking something hot, looking out the window. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. <laughs> you know, like, we didn't really have a great trip there, but when we went to Lake Tahoe, that that uh, lobby there that had that fireplace, like, I wanted to hang out in there, yeah. but it was, like, so disconnected from the area we were actually staying. Yeah. But, I mean, there really was nothing there. Yeah. But, uh, it wasn't, like, a big view or anything? No, it was just a really bitching fireplace and some mm-hmm. couches. But um, it just seemed so cozy in there. And always had a really giant roaring fire, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, here um, they you know the list comes out and TJ made it, but Dexter didn't. So of course he takes a pencil and writes Dexter's name on there, and then he goes in and asks the guy who runs the school, Carl Ruteki. Yeah, Dexter Ruteki. Thought it was a D. And uh, he asks him to to you know bring Dexter on, but like. Like, he's, he's like, not paying him, or he's only working for tips or some shit, or maybe TJ has to split his pay with him. But, like, yeah. I like it. I like the, com- the camaraderie, the bro-ship. <laughs> he's saying, like, hot. yeah, you have, it, it's a fantasy to take these ski lessons. Like you Your have to friend be, is not. Yeah, you have to be good. You have to be hunky the way TJ is, but, but you know, Peter Berg, Dexter Ruteki is not hunky enough. I think he just tells him, uh, let him take the clients that nobody wants. Yeah. I don't think he has to give him any of his money. Or like the little kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty much what he ends up. He ends up uh, <laughs> dressing up like Santa Claus later and giving him He ends up being good with them. Like, yeah. even he's like, oh, man. But then, like, he ends up being good with them. Yeah. I like this, too, that they were just going to, like, park in the middle of fields and sleep <laughs> in this van. And, like, they actually have bunk beds built in there, which is actually pretty clever. I guess as this is like the way they always went skiing back home, you know, instead of staying in, uh, you know, ski chalets and shit, they would just sleep in there. What's interesting is reading a motivational book. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Six weeks to words of power. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe I need to go find that book. I can make my dream come true the way TJ did. I don't know if that's the same thing as the secret. The secret. (laughs) I kind of feel like once you listen to 10 minutes of the secret, you kind of like, there's not more, (laughs) there's not much to go on after that. But yeah, they had a propane heater to keep them heated, you know, because you would freeze it as just being, trying to sleep in a car. But uh, Dexter forgot to fill up the propane. I was excited, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. So now it's five in the morning. They're walking around town trying to find like an all night diner or something, and like nothing's open. So then they come across Terry Polo, who's like the local um, uh, radio jockey, mm-hmm. and like they go into her little uh, Rocky Mountain radio station. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny too. Like they come in and she gives them either coffee or tea or something, and I think there's a fire in there. You think like they would want to stay there as long as want, but like they immediately are just like. Okay, we'll go now. I was like, you dudes are just freezing out there. <laughs> we're fine. Yeah. He's lying. We're freezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously, she's kind of like the good girl of the uh, mm. of the story, the romantic interest. That's the good girl, but. It, there's going to be plenty of bad girls and sluts and girls that will uh, lead you astray in this uh, this movie. <laughs> but yeah, just the small town setting of like the of like Aspen and stuff like it just I don't know. It's really charming and like <laughs> the scenery and the atmosphere of the small town. Whenever they go through that little so that like that might even be like the whole town, but when they go through that little like downtown area. Just makes you want to go take a vacation there. <laughs> it's just hard though, because it's like that kind of vacation. Like you really need to buy like specialized clothes, and it's just oh like, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like unless you really just like you know, we'd probably do like we would and just go in the hotel and stay there the whole time. Yeah, just come out during the day when the sun's bright and it's a little warmer. It's like I've been to the snow a few times, but I've never uh, like bought snow boots or. <laughs> Mm. I always just take regular shoes and my shoes get all wet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I never had them as a kid. I just always had sneakers and stuff. And it just depends on, like, what the conditions are, if the, if it's actually, like, melting. A lot of times you can walk in the snow and be okay. Yeah. It was coffee. It was coffee. <laughs> Which which they need since they basically didn't sleep. Now they got to get up and hit the slopes, go to work. He was trying to tell her they wanted to find a cheap apartment. And she's he's like, you know anything like that in the area? She's like, in Missouri. Yeah, because I mean, this is Aspen after all. This is how they always say, playground for the rich. Oh, this couple. I like she's this dude's sweet spider uh, jacket, though. I wonder if that's the same company that makes my spider glasses. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. TJ TJ comes like the wife doesn't want to take any skiing lessons until she sees TJ. And like it almost <laughs> makes you like the way they set it up, they makes you think this is gonna they're like gonna turn into fucking gigolos or something. He didn't it wasn't that she didn't want to ski, she just didn't want to be there, period. Yeah. And he was like trying to tell her, like, we split our we get two week you get two weeks, I get two weeks, and she's like, Meh. Yeah. Here he is a Santa. Yep. Yeah. Dexter, he, he's got to give the 
children's class and he's got to be dressed as Santa. But he doesn't even wear the beard. He just wears it like around his neck. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you can see the uh, what is it? like the shit everybody can't let go now. They're so enthralled. You can see that short-lived neon ski mm-hmm. uh, outfit and sunglass shit going on here. I was going to say like, how you were talking about that guy's jacket. Yeah. I, that was like normal for us. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even like a richy thing or anything. It was just... That's how we dress. Like, I had tons of neon stuff when I was little. Yeah. I loved it. I didn't have a lot of neon stuff, but I would have things that had, like, neon trim on them. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a pair of Nike tennis shoes that were, like, mostly white and gray, but they had, like, a uh, design on them with, like, really hot pink trim. Yeah, I think that's how most of my stuff was. Whoa. Oh, I like this little kid trying <laughs> to ski. He's got his legs so spread apart. It was funny, he was trying to name the reindeer, and he was giving them all weird names. Chewy and Burpee. Chewy and Burpee, <laughs> yeah. Funny. But, like, I mean, I guess it helps, too, that we're, like, watching this on a pretty big 65-inch TV. Mm. But, like, just sitting here seeing these slopes, like, it just makes me want to go somewhere. It's like, I couldn't imagine what it had been like, uh, um, like, seeing this in a movie theater on a giant screen. Well, maybe this is what I gotta keep making you watch so you'll finally plan that trip that I wanna take to yeah. that ski resort. <laughs> Although I have no idea how I would get there. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it's kind of a drive away from the main airport in there. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty like in you know, up in the hills and yeah. shit. But it's still gonna look like this. Yeah, it's still gonna be pretty. <laughs> It's funny they get like a uh, like a Dexter for teaching all the kids. Somebody gave him a gave this instructor a tip, so he got a hundred bucks. So like instead of like going out to eat at like a diner or something where they should be, like they went to this fancy ass like French restaurant and shit. They don't even know what's on the menu. Yeah, and like they get all weirded out because there's no prices on the menu and shit. And like they end up asking like how much for the shrimp, and he's like he's like it's it's like per piece. He's like well how much piece? He's like oh six bucks, and he's like oh give me one piece of shrimp. And it's like it's just funny, because like these guys totally like aren't about you know yeah seven bucks for one piece of shrimp, but um one a la carte. I've never heard of that though. Like like every place has a shrimp cocktail, and like you get it like just comes with a bunch. Yeah. But yeah, but like you, you think there's such a dire need of a of a money at this point. You think they wouldn't want to go out to eat a fancy restaurant, but they're trying to live it up. It's funny when he when the waiter walks up, just saying hello in French. Uh, Ruteki says, "No, thank you." Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he says. And he says, "What does a la carte mean?" He says, "Oh, it means to take the shrimp out of the shell." All he ate was a. Uh... Was a shrimp cocktail. Yeah, it's the one piece of shrimp. Yeah, and then they get some uh, fancy champagne sent over. <laughs> and they look over. Who's it going to be? We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> it's like me. Slow paced. Slow burn. Mm. It, it, that looks like... It's like so, red. Yeah, it's like cherry-ass champagne. Pink champagne. Yeah, $600 bottle. Oh, oh he spits it out. Good old spit take. I miss spit takes in movies. (laughs) 
We'll still never know. But yeah, they're still they're still not sure. <laughs> oh, oh, there, there she, she is. is. Bryce with her uh, her English accent and her big chompers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's obvious. Just uh, TJ is the new piece of ass in town on the ski ski instructor circuit. Yeah, <laughs> is it is kind of like how when they were driving up there, Dexter was saying like we're gonna be like the Beverly Hillbillies up there. That's <laughs> yeah. that's definitely like what they're like. Just, well, that's what he's like. Yeah, the other guy fits in pretty good. T- TJ's living out his Richard Gere American Gigolo dreams <laughs> on, the, on the slopes of Asa. Oh yeah, so she's having a party, and of course she wants TJ to come, but. Of course, he's got to bring his bro along. Which, like, I don't even understand why she was all like, "Oh," because like, there's like a hundred people at this party. But yeah, but she wants him. Yeah, but I mean, even if he came by himself, it's not like she can just get banged out real quick because she's got like a party of like four hundred people uh, to boyfriend. host. Yeah, and her boyfriend's all sitting there, all jealous and shit. Yeah, but she's got to show off with him on her arm. Yeah, the point is to be seen. Her new uh, trophy. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many women there are out there that really, like, collect uh, trophy gigolos and shit. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, guys, like, they, it's a big status symbol to have five or, four, five or six, you know, girls on the side. But, like, you know, if a, a woman, did, even if she's, like, a rich woman, like, think it just would make her look slutty. I guess it depends what kind of circles you're in. Yeah. Oh, wow, they have the captions in the foreign language. Yeah, they do. Mm, seasons change. Yeah. You're old news. She's letting Martin Kemp know that he's uh, old news here. He's probably hit 30, and now young TJ's in the town, so. I have to say, like, I think I usually notice it in, like, older movies, which I guess makes sense because they knew how to film shit better. But, like, one thing I always notice about people in these old movies like this is, like, you can actually see the color of their eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you never <laughs> see that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so weird, and, like, yeah. it's funny, because it's, like, other than my best friend I had in high school, like, I never know anybody else with colored eyes. Like, I just, you know, mine are brown, and that's all I ever was really surrounded by. Yeah. So, like, it's so amazing to me when we're watching these old movies and I see all people's different colored eyes and stuff. Yeah. And even, like, how, like, they have little bursts of color around their pupil and then it's mm-hmm. a different color around that. I'm, like, I'm always, like, so impressed with, like, wow, look at eyes. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, all these new wave movie fans are so proud to brag that there's, like, no movie stars anymore. But it's, like, because they don't even film anybody to make anybody look good. Like, yeah. you can't even see people's eyeballs anymore in a giant movie screen. Like, what do you think's gonna happen so <laughs> he's still yeah. stuffing his face <laughs> yeah this is like they just like they just got further back from the restaurant but of course dexter's trying to uh you know fucking st- steal the shrimp down his pants and all this bullshit but it's just like all this like raw ass lobster and shrimp and shit like, i like feel bad for him in these scenes because it's like i get that he's like supposed to be like the you know i don't know i wouldn't say white trash but just kind of like blue collar guy yeah. but it's like sometimes i'm kind of like read the room like look a little decent like <laughs> like yeah don't look so uh casual or whatever but i gotta say already he's meeting his downfall right here mm-hmm. this uh girl named tina who is played oh, by yeah. uh anna de Armas's mom hey she kind of looks like the lady that was in that 
the Hallmarky we just watched last night that gave the the girl the necklace for the golem. Mm, yeah. Is that her? No, it's not Ileana Douglas. Oh. Um, of course you know who she is. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody knows Ileana Douglas because Robert De Niro bit her cheek off and raped her in Cape Fear. Oh, dang. But, um... <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, she's actually really awesome. Like, besides, obviously, being, like, a... Uh, um, like a well-known actress she's actually like really into movies and shit like mm-hmm. actual the history of movies i've heard her on mm-hmm. some podcasts and now she has her own podcast the one that was in the movie we saw last night yeah wow yeah she's a big deal but doesn't this girl look like her like a young yeah. version of her <laughs> like a way sluttier version though like, yeah i mean her face <laughs> yeah um yeah like this he throws away like the no parking sign and like they're just gonna park there like shit ass like fucking van. van with with the propane tanks on the outside and shit they're just gonna park it. it like this was like the only thing in the entire movie that was like a little like oh okay like whatever too coincidental for me was it turns out to be that they're um parking in front of terry polo's house and then she comes out and she's like oh like because, like, they are just being obvious. They're not even, like, sleeping in their van. Like, they're out, like, camping out, like, on the sidewalk and hanging shit. Hanging out on the... Uh, hanging out the back. Yeah, the eating thing. sardines and bullshit. Sardines? <laughs> or what oh, is it? Look like a corn on the cob. It's, like, some kind of weird spread shit. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. peanut butter sandwiches they're making. But, um... There used to be a sign there. Yeah. Was there a sign? <laughs> I didn't see a sign. It's like, yeah, you just threw it in the bushes, fucker. Funny. Um... And then and then it's like, okay, it just happens to be in front of her house. It's like a little coincidental or whatever. And then she finally lets them know about a place they, they might be able to go rent, like talk to this lady. Mm-hmm. She might rent you the place by the river or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. But I don't know. Like, like I mean, we know there will be some drama later on. But like even this part of the storyline, I still feel like the guys are definitely living the dream here. <laughs> I want to know what they're eating. It's some kind of spread. Like it, it might be peanut butter, but it looks like some like weird ass cheese spread. It's like yellow or something. Yeah, it looked like pimento cheese spread or something. <laughs> yeah, looks like more like cheddar. Her name is a uh, Robin. <laughs> He's like, go, go get her. Yeah, who know that uh, TJ and Dexter were pioneering the lifestyle that millions of Americans would be living now? <laughs> yeah, really. Sheesh. They were living the zennial uh, life. Yeah, the Zinnia life <laughs> with TJ and Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1993 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we know we can uh, wear cowboy boots in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a shame uh, they didn't have a governor like we did. Like. <laughs> Our governor would be giving these motherfuckers the they moon. Let them park wherever they want. Yeah, park wherever they <laughs> And then if they, they were like, oh, I'm going to pee in the bushes, he'd be like, no, just do it out here on the street. That's right. I pay people overtime to come clean up the piss and shit. No, he doesn't pay anybody to do that. Right. So, yeah, so here, the place they're renting, it's like. <laughs> it's like living in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it's like a caboose of an old train that's like literally just out in the middle of a field. But it's like literally in a fucking. Um, it's in a it like a a creek. Like oh my God. they can't like directly get to it. They gotta go hop over all the, the creek rocks and shit to get to it. But Did I gotta... you notice what he said? He was like, She thinks we're interlopers. He was like, Interlopers? What is this? Scrabble? Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a big word for him. Yeah. 
but it's like it's so magical like to go live in an old like and it's actually not a bad place like it has power yeah. and tv Look at this guy. yeah this guy's fucking hair reporting for espn oh my god man imagine how long he was in front of the mirror oh, hairspraying that shit with a blow dryer jeez here's them sweeping shots yeah <laughs> better get some shots from that yeah yeah this is a thing that uh i never knew about <laughs> yeah the crisscrossing so two people go down the the slopes together one person slightly in front of the other and they crisscross all the time so it looks like like a figure eight going down the hill i think that's what they call it yeah figure eight skiing oh powder eight powder eight is what, yeah, that's what they call it and that's the name of this contest that espn is here with a boner for but i gotta say like I mean, maybe they do, and I just don't see it, but, like, I don't think ESPN really covers this type of stuff anymore. Yeah. It'd be interesting to watch, though. I'm sure they got it on somewhere. Yeah. On their 50 different channels. The Ocho. (laughs) ESPN, the Ocho. He said, whoever makes the most perfect shape wins. Yeah. That's what he said. Like, the tightness of your eight going down. Whatever that means. Yeah. They sit around (laughs) watching Tony Robbins in this... Fucking tiny Anthony uh, Robbins. Anthony Robbins. <laughs> I thought he went by Tony Robbins. Though. It said Anthony on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really know. I didn't realize he, he a big part of his motivational bullshit was the secret either. That's like <laughs> when we. I was like, because I know he's been around forever, but oh yeah, they show Bryce lounging around her lingerie with her giant poodle hair like draped all <laughs> over the chair. Um. I just noticed how much motivational stuff is in this. There's, yeah, there's a lot. I think it just has to do with because he's, like, chasing his dream of becoming a writer. And he's, yeah. like, on the... This is, a, like, a little bit of, like, the open road Jack Kerouac type <laughs> shit, I'd say. Yeah, kind of. Kind of has that vibe to it. Definitely got a... Uh, I don't know if... I don't know if um, Aspen is considered the West, but it definitely has that go West young man type vibe to it. Colorado, right? Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. It's just hard. Because nobody knows what Northern California is, so... It's hard knowing what exactly is considered exactly West. Well, everybody's pretty sure what Northern California is. (laughs) Anything that's not LA area. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two hours out north of Los Angeles, that's Northern California. Everything is Northern California except uh, San Diego and L.A. Mm-hmm. And the Inland Empire. Yeah. So TJ gets the call from uh, rich-ass Bryce to come over as a booty call, and that's exactly what it ends up being here. And leaves poor Techie by himself. Yeah. But, I mean, wh- what was Dexter supposed to do, you know? Like, not go? Who yeah. cares? Are you there with your friend or not? Yeah, but I mean... You drug your friend all the way across the country, and now you're just leaving him alone. I gotta say, well, I mean, it's just for a night while he goes, pounds out this rich lady. I mean, I I would want my friend to go, too. Bros before hoes, dude. I mean, your entire life, every night, like, nobody would ever get laid if it was bros before hoes 365. Bros before hoes is like, if you're at a situation and it's like you're there to be with your friends like but if you're just sitting around watching fucking tony robbins like i think (laughs) yeah but you're only watching tony robbins because that other dude is into motivational crap (laughs) well maybe it's good then once he leaves dexter can put something better on i would i would totally be fine like spending a night in that little uh little train caboose Mm -hmm. by myself i think that'd be fun Hmm. 
I guess you would know you're a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, this indoor pool is sweet, especially in the middle mm. of uh, wintertime like this. Yeah. Look at that shot. Yeah, with the water, the light reflecting off the water. I gotta say, too, is, like, usually when I watch, like, rich people shit now in movies, like, it's not really <laughs> impressive, but this, the, whatever this chalet, this mansion is, this is impressive. Because it was the 80s. Yeah. Things were all lap of luxury back then. I'm kind of obsessed with it, but uh, that movie. Uh, oh yeah, he he just takes the jacket off, and dives right. In. She's she's butt ass naked in the pool, but he's got to dive in with all his clothes on, like the wild and crazy Midwest guy he is. But um, the movie Wild Horses that they shot in Kentucky. There's a scene where uh, Ben Stiller and Andrew McCarthy go to this girl's house, like one of their college classmates. Oh wait, you're gonna talk about the fruit bowl? Oh yeah, we gotta talk about the fruit bowl. Um, it's made to be like a swan and like the top of it, they, they take a banana head and they, they tape raisins to it to make eyeballs. <laughs> they taped it. Yeah. Or I mean, it's probably a toothpick actually, but oh, like, no. yeah. Yeah. Then he's, oh. he goes to grab a piece oh. of fruit and it all. Even the bananas are cut in half. I yeah. He's that. trying to put the head back. Oh, oh he God. put the head on upside down. <laughs> but no fresh horses. They go to this girl's, uh, house and there's like three or four girls in the pool and they just get it. Like they don't bang them out or anything. They just all drink and have fun. But it's, like, this really cool swimming pool that has a bar built into it. And it's just, like, into somebody's house. So, like, they swim around into the bar area. And, like, they're behind the thing making drinks and shit. But they're, like, in the pool. I'm, wow. like, I'm like that's such a cool... I mean, that's something, you, obviously, you would see in, like, the Bahamas or somewhere. But I was, like, somebody had that in their house in Cincinnati. That's, like, awesome. Mm -hmm. I like all those jugs of juice. I know. There's, like, all these different nectars and shit. <laughs> and it's just, like... I mean, what could they be? Obviously, one's orange juice. One's, like... There's her with her nasty shirt. Yeah, this shirt was weird. It's got, like, sewn into it, like, boob holsters. Like, this looks like some weird superhero movie shit somebody would be wearing. I say it's probably orange, grapefruit, cranberry. Uh, I didn't see what else. Yeah, there's, apple. like, fun. Yeah, one did look like apple juice. But it's, like, there's only the two of them. So, like, I mean, obviously the maid here is bringing all this shit out. But there's only two people. You can only eat or drink so much. So lady probably got up with the crack of dawn to make all these pancakes and shit. Well, she's rich. She's yeah. Have an abundance. Yeah, abundance. Yeah, she must know the secret to have abundance. <laughs> um, like, I'm so sick of hearing that word on YouTube videos. Um, abundance. Yeah, abundance. Uh, it's like it's like the, it's like the word you're supposed to embrace spiritually. Abundance, abundance. And everybody says it like so pretentiously. Yeah, that seems like. Uh, Stingy or something. I don't know. It yeah, it's, weird. it's weird. I just, just I, I just like just come out and be like James Franco on Spring Breakers and be like, look at my shit. Like nobody says, look, enjoy all my abundance here. Oh man, this is gonna start kicking in my pancake craving again. Yeah, we'll, we'll be. Uh, why don't you tell the people the 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 donkey? Like where we live, we have like the worst cuisine, the worst selection of restaurants. But we have two places that have good pancakes. Why don't you break down some of the pancake situation we got going on here? Well, one is like a this Korean Mexican fusion restaurant. Yeah, where the where the regular food is kind of trash, to be honest with you. I mean, we don't know because we've never gone for the regular food because we only ever go for pancakes. <laughs> no, that's not true. We went the first time we went there, we got regular food, and we were we were like, eh, okay. I totally don't remember that. Yeah. But they do a brunch on the weekends, 
And Sundays they do it all day. If they're still open on Sundays. Yeah. They haven't been open lately. They've been having weird hours. But they have... Uh, how do they call it? The... It's basically Fruity Pebbles pancakes. Yeah. Fruity Pebbles pancakes. But they call it something. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I mean, they fruity can't they can't call Fruity Pebbles because of trademarks. Yeah. And, then, and if they run out of Fruity Pebbles, they'll give you what? Stale Fruit Loops? Super stale Fruit Super stale Fruit Loops. Like, <laughs> like, so, like somebody, they didn't even go to like the, the, the market to buy a box. They just like <laughs> fucking, like somebody had some sitting in their like old ass pantry. <laughs> it was still good though. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, and then I don't know what other ones or was there an horchata one or was it no something? churro pancakes churro those pancakes. are the best like because yeah. I I got the fruity paint fruity pebble ones the first two times I went they're awesome and then I got just to get something different I got the churro ones and oh they were so good they're like churro and banana I think see he's mad because he got left alone yeah told you yeah he's player hating <laughs> no because he dropped his life. To go live in the snow. But it's one fucking for that like, guy. Your buddy can't go like pound out some rich lady that's like you know. I mean, I won't say she's like the best looking girl in town. Not when you're supposed to be practicing for this big competition thing. Yeah, the figure, the figure, powder eight. Yeah, I keep on call figure eight, powder eight. Yeah. They were supposed to go practice. But they go and uh, they got to they got to trek up like all the way up the mountain because. Because for this, you got to go up even higher than where the ski lifts and shit go. And, uh, yeah, like, there's some weird shit, too, because, like, the, uh, oh, yeah, like, (laughs) Dexter's smoking a cigarette, and he's telling him, like, you shouldn't smoke here, and he says, I gotta expand my lungs, which, like, I don't... That was a new thing. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. (laughs) If anything, you think you'd be, like, condensing your lungs because you're just shitting them up with cigarette smoke. Yeah, but this is like some real hardcore, dangerous uh, skiing they're doing here, dropping down here. And I don't even know what would make somebody want to do that. I mean, like, but you see, I mean, this Look, is... They're going literally just straight down. It's I not know. even like a diagonal in any way. It's, it's awesome. just down. <laughs> it's obviously, like, some of these shots like this are beautiful, but like, uh, mm-hmm. like, damn, look at that. They're just like dropping like 50 feet and shit. But, uh, yeah, this, like, you can actually see this, and, like, I always say this is under the supervision of filming a movie and shit, but, like, you can watch this and, like, totally understand, like, how and why people die doing this shit all the time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, like, so crazy, these, like, because, I mean, it's not like these mountains were made to be skied on, like, they're just, you know, nature made these mountains, and they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. And just just like the danger is going to happen here because they're going to fall down into a cave or uh, TJ falls. And the, the way he falls down here in a second, like he's going to go upside down. His, his skis are actually going to trap him. Oh. And he's going to. Uh, oh. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. He hits a bunch of times. Yeah, he, yeah, he bounced off the rocks and shit. And then it's, they get stuck, so he's just stuck there. So, De- yeah, Dexter has oh, to, like, fashion a rope to get down there. Because, I mean, he, if he just jumps down there, they're, they're going to be stuck there forever. Yeah. So he's got to make, like, a cross with his skis. But, like, oh the whole time he's trying to set this up, like, obviously TJ's trapped un- upside down underwater because his skis are trapped yeah. on the, the rocks and shit. And it's not like he knew what was going to happen, so it's not like he could take, like, he took a breath before he No, he just literally fell. He didn't even know water was down there. 
But yeah, so Dexter has to repel yeah. down there and then release his boots from a ski so he can get free and start oh, breathing. Yeah, it. his head's like all busted. This is like really gnarly because like, especially like when this like mm. happened, like you don't really expect like this kind of thing to happen in this movie, really. Yep. There's a lot of stuff in this movie you don't expect to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Really? Like, it, it's, it's like with wrestling, like, when the blood's just gushing out of their foreheads. Like, yeah, how did they make it so that, like, it's st- like he still has the blood on his face even though he was in the water? I think, I, well, you could see it kind of pumping as he was coming out of the water. I think they just had to run a tube or something up mm. through his hair to where, or, like, into his hair to where it was, like, spurting out the mm. whole time. Because he had a lot of clothes on and shit where they could hide yeah. it, you know? Yeah, and they it's like they're they're so lost they don't know what to do like so they just show up to Terry Polo's house to be like oh DJ busted his head open we don't know what to do mm-hmm. and of course she lets him stay there because she's got to watch him to make sure he doesn't have a concussion or whatever. There's they're so lucky though that like the sweetest and one of the prettiest girls in town also has like zero boyfriend zero family anything mm-hmm. and she can just take their ski bum asses in like this for a girl that's supposed to be real like homely or whatever she's pretty shapely yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's why it's like you think they would have been at least one of them because neither one of them really had any interest in her at all like when they first met her and shit you think at least one of them would have been hot no, for her um, that one guy was trying to get a piece who uh tj off terry polo in the beginning yeah because like when, oh, you mean when they were sitting there, like, when they were freezing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you, they were after, like, when yeah. they were parked in front of her house. In her house, yeah. Because, yeah. like, Dexter was like, oh, go talk to her. He, like, was, like, swatting him away to go yeah. talk to her. But but then he, he went and uh, got the other girl. I was going to say something else, but... Yeah... He, I don't know. I don't like that guy. I can't. And then rewatching it, it's it's reminding me like why I didn't like that guy. I thought he, I don't know. I thought he was great in the movie. I mean, you can't have DJ? like yeah. Oh. I, you can't have two guys that are like. I, don't like his I mean, like what what should he be doing that he's not doing? Because I mean, you can't have two guys like when you make the two the two best buds in a movie, you got to make them kind of like not complete opposites of each other. Because they got to have a lot in common in order to be friends. But, like, you can't make them, you know, exactly the same. I just feel like, like, the guy went there for him. Like, I just feel like he should have, like, been there for his friend more. He was, though. He was there every single night except for the one night he went to get some uh, pussy and the second night when he had a concussion. I mean. Then other- why does what ends up happening to Rotecki end up happening well, I mean, that's that's because he wants to be out doing horse shit. He, he's a grown ass man. He's got to take responsibility for his actions. <sighs> what are you looking up? I am like, I swear they were called fruit and fru- fruity or fruit and fruity pancakes, <laughs> but it sounds so silly to call them that like two times in the one name. Yeah, I think they're just like fruity cereal pancakes or something. Because they come with real strawberries and the fruity pebbles on top. So I'm trying to find the pancakes. But you didn't even talk about the other place, what their pancakes were like. Oh, the other ones they had was the Tres Leches pancakes. Yeah, Tres Leches. Those were good, too. Okay, let's see. So what are they? What are those pancakes? It's called Fruit and Fruity Pebble Pancakes. 
Fruit so and it, Fruity Pebble. Yeah. yeah, it actually says Fruity Pebble. Well, I'm shocked. I didn't think they would call it that. Yeah. We have yet to try the crazy poppin' boba cakes with Oof. taro cream and fruit. <laughs> Ugh, no thanks. Like, you don't want poppin' boba? In your no, pancakes? I want churro pancakes that are like some of the best pancakes I've ever had. That's the salted caramel pineapple ones sound kind of good, like the pineapple upside down. No, uh, no thanks. So the other, wait, something about to happen? Oh, they're just skiing, they're just practicing. Okay. So the other place we went to is literally just a little uh, kind of 50s influence diner. Mm-hmm. And it rocked my world because never in my life did I ever think of eating pancakes with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So they have they have <laughs> toppings you can get. So they have, like, strawberries, bananas. They have peanut butter. They have chocolate mm-hmm. sauce. I got the peanut butter and chocolate sauce. That's my oh, combo. My it, those two are so good. But when you first start eating them, your mouth is all like, like you can't yeah, chew it and swallow it's stuck, it. But eventually, it tastes so good you don't care. Yeah, <laughs> and because because like you put the peanut butter on and it kind of melts a little bit too on the the heat from the pancake. Yeah, it's so good. I think that's what makes it easier to eat the more you eat. Yeah, it, it melts. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But the first couple bites, you're like blew my mind. Yeah. I literally was like, Psh, my, I know. my head exploded. And then, like, you never got them, so we had to keep going back so you could finally get them, and then you did get yeah, them. Yeah, because my go-to is always strawberry. Yeah. And I can't remember if I got, but I think I did get bananas. Oh, yeah, I did, because then they got super old on the leftovers. Yeah. Had. So, yeah, I got strawberry banana, and then I saw yours, and I was like, after, and I tried yours. I tried it with the peanut butter. Yeah. And then after that, all I wanted was chocolate peanut butter pancakes. Yeah. And now that's all I want all the time. Yeah. <laughs> This is a section, this is just like a part of the movie where TJ's getting more successful in his uh, ski instructor. He got the job of the most popular, richest family to be their instructor for the day. Because Gary Kemp was uh, sick that day, he had diarrhea or some bullshit. (laughs) And uh, so TJ took over and he got like, you know, a thousand dollar tip from this rich ass family and then... Mm -hmm. Uh, Martin Kemp came in all pissed and he's like, here, I'll just give you the money. We'll split her. And he's like, ah, I don't want it. It's like, why are you so mad, motherfucker? Was, is that family not supposed to go skiing that time? <laughs> he said, when they come back, I won't be sick. <laughs> yeah. But they even said, like, yeah, the other guy's a dick. We like you better. Like, they to- <laughs> the son of the family told him that. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, bro, like, you're so fucking entitled. Like, you don't even do a good job Ooh. as a ski coach. You just think... uh yeah, they already booked another job with him. Another yeah. Mm. Yeah. I guess because this guy's older, he's more like, oh, I'm a professional, and you're just like some kid having a good time. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, you ain't much of a professional if this guy comes in and for in a week is a better ski instructor and more well liked than you. <laughs> yep. Like, I've never really seen like the ski instructor thing, like portrayed this way like i've seen ski instructors in like wacky grab ass comedy movies but like it's kind of like how they um kind of portray tennis instructors in movies it's like the tennis instructors are always like cutthroat and they're always like sleeping with all the women that they teach and shit this movie's kind of like it's funny that they're showing her with skis because they never uh show her skiing yeah she never (laughs) skis and never show yeah, he comes back to thank Terry Polo for stitching up his head and shit. I have to say, like, one funny thing was, like, 
like I watch a lot how I watch a lot of Hallmark movies. Yeah, yeah. And like Terry Polo is like was always in a lot of the ones that I watched. Mm-hmm. And then like I can't remember if it was like maybe I was watching one one day or like we were flipping through like the different ones that I had or something and you like saw her. Yeah. And it turns out that she's like this like old timey eighties actor that's like mm-hmm. in a bunch of stuff I guess. Yeah. It's so weird because like, I mean I don't, obviously this movie wasn't that famous but. I mean, yeah. It's I just mean, funny seeing her like this, because the way I first saw her was, like, she was already older and doing Hallmark movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, not that she's, like, old now or anything. No, but, no but, just older. But I got, I actually, like, when I first recognized her, was she was kind of in, in movies playing, like, the young moms, like, early 30s young moms, and she's probably my age or a little older now, but... um Yeah, like, I ne- until I watched this movie, I'd never seen her as, like, a super young, early 20s girl or oh, whatever the entrance to that cabin that was cool yeah they, they're kind of dating now because he hasn't been banging out the rich lady lately she left on business so hmm. gave him the opportunity to go chase terry polo and like i, I mean you know whatever but I guess if you had your choice i'd rather go with the just the nice sweet girl who's gonna take you to a cabin and <laughs> drink wine with you out of paper cups you know what i mean she was born in 1969 Damn, she's older, yeah, in her mid-50s now. 54. Yeah. She was born on June 1st. Wow, right before me, yeah. You have a celebrity that's the day before you. You know who else is, is uh, I think the girl from Halloween, Danielle Harris. I think she was born on June 1st as well. Oh, so she was in Meet the, Meet the Parents. Yeah, that was like her big franchise, Meet yeah. the Parents, Meet the Fockers. I think she was also in dis- dis- what is it domestic disturbance with Travolta and Steve Buscemi and Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn. She was like the single mom in that divorce from the tra- uh, Travolta. She couldn't handle all that Barbarina. Yeah, she was on uh, Daniel Harris was she was born June first seventy seven. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> she was like literally born the day before me. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I only know of one person born on the same day as me. Really? Who is it? I think it was the same day. He might be a year older. Finn Balor. <laughs> no. Finn Balor. No, Finn Balor. Mm. Man, fucking Finn Balor has been wrestling forever. No, he was born a year before me. Mm. No, I know who was born the same day as me. Brad Renfro. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, you guys don't have a similar death day, you two. We're going to the same age. How, like, how would we have the same age? Yeah. Well, if we did, hopefully it's away in the future. Yeah. That's what you should say. We need to shift realities to a universe where uh, Brad Renfro is still alive. We need to go to the other line in the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, like, this was interesting, too. Like, the snow melted, and the shit's closed for the season. So, like, now the movie kind of switches gears for just temporarily to the, uh, you know, away from the the skiing antics. And, like, um, see, this is why he's better with Terry Polo, because they can bring Dexter along on their dates. (laughs) Like, Bryce didn't want Dexter around all the time. But, um. Oh, no, he's telling the sad story. 
Yeah, about how his parents beat him or whatever, and he he ran into their house and they <laughs> they just took care of him ever since. Oh my god! Yeah, and then it's funny what he says to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's trying to do fly fishing in the river or whatever it's called. <laughs> but he's being so crazy. Yeah, he's it's like a Jim Carrey skit. He's blaming them. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> yeah. She encourages his writing. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the movie kind of switches gears because it's not ski season anymore. So, like, it starts getting, like, more personal. And, um... You know, also, he's getting this relationship going with this girl who's just a more genuine, down-to-earth person, so... But I feel also, too, like, the off-season and, like, you know... Like, I don't think they're making any money, really. Mm -hmm. Like, this is kind of where trouble is going to start arising, too. I can't believe he's riding that bike with a cowboy boots on. Yeah. I thought those were slippery. I mean, he even looks like he's got the kind that you're supposed to, like, click your feet into or whatever. Hmm. He's going pretty slow. Like I think if you start, you think your shoes would just slip off the pedals. I think if you start pedaling fast, then they would slip off for sure. See, like now, like that's why I wonder about how they shot this movie because the snow's gone. They must have had gone back or like gone right when the season broke because like there's no creek or nothing in front of the. uh... Well, even on that other shot where they were on the bikes, like in the background, you could see the snow was almost all melted all the way in the mountains. Yeah. Look, he got the cover. Yeah, TJ got on the cover of a ski magazine. Mm -hmm. It was a really good Photoshop picture. It's a movie magic. Old school Photoshop. Yeah. And then they then they just cut to the next season starting. And now there's like a whole new crop of uh rookie ski instructors. But yeah, like uh so I'd say probably this entire movie, I mean time passes pretty quickly throughout it, but I'd say probably the time frame of the movie is uh you know Yeah, Dexter's got his first private lesson with a nerdy guy. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'd say it's probably like a year and a half total that this uh, Mm -hmm. movie, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, it's that one guy that everybody's had before. Yeah, like this this guy's got lessons from everybody. Like nobody can teach him because he's just like a nerd guy. But, you know, (laughs) Dexter knows how to uh, communicate with Mm -hmm. the... But the guy's kind of a dick, though. Like, he's not really like... Well, it's dumb because he's taking the lessons and he doesn't even really want to be taking the lessons. Yeah. So it's like, why are you even doing this? Just dude? a goober. <laughs> and, and it's, he's, I mean, he's like, a, I don't know how old he is, but he's a pretty older guy. Jeez. Even he's got some uh, neon shit going on. <laughs> how do you ski? Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty. What do you think? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's what he's asking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But like the guy, uh, like Dexter's telling him what to do, and like he's not doing it. He's just one of those people that like you can try to coach him, but like they're just gonna calamities. panic. And, yeah, he ends up flying down the the oh the street, God. hitting the side of a bus. Oh no, he doesn't. He oh yeah, he the, keeps going. Oh my god. That dude must have actually been a pretty good skier though to do that stunt. Where's your student? Yeah. 
It looked like it was somebody else that once he was going more. Oh, you think, yeah, maybe they switched to a stuntman. Yeah. But this kind of sucks here, though, because, like, um... You come from the hotel bar. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It kind of sucks, though, because, like, Dexter's just, like, mouthing off, and, like, this is kind of his downfall as yeah. he gets uh, suspended from work. Which, which, like, I don't know, like, I think he was at fault. Like, you should know this is the boss guy, like... Just take your tongue lashing and, like, just move on, you know? But that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't want this life. The other guy did. Like, to him, it's just something to do. Whereas the other guy, like, he wants that lifestyle, you know? So it's like, yeah, it is his fault. But it's just, at the same time, it's like, because he's just not, he, he just, he's not there for that lifestyle. He's very laid back. Yeah. And casual. This is where it starts uh, going south. Is Dexter's trying to Ugh. trying to be a big guy, hanging out with slutty Tina, which I don't think this chick was really ever into him at all. She was just using him to. Yeah. She introduces him to the sleazeball guy who wants to get him in on this drug deal, mm. where they're gonna pay him. I can't. It'll say, but it's like a thousand bucks to drop off some drugs. But it's, it's all gonna catch up to him and go sideways and she's happy because she thinks he's making friends like yeah good, like real good friends yeah and it's just yeah uh-oh yeah rich bryce is back in town she's mad seeing tj with terry polo and her werewolf ass dog <laughs> yeah dang who's going to mexico i don't know i guess uh i guess they are tj and <laughs> terry polo lady on the radio yeah, he's writing a story, a short story about her, about his dream woman that he heard on the radio one night. Mm-hmm. I like that it's such a small town that the uh, <laughs> they're reporting on lost dogs over the radio. Don't step on her. <laughs> yeah. Dexter's reading the story, so like it's cool too because it's not like Dexter's just a dummy. Like he, he's always rooting TJ on with his writing and stuff. Like he's supportive of his friend. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you always, you, when you're in a, uh, the mountains of Colorado, you always gotta have a Coors neon sign, <laughs> like in your in your bunk. <laughs> Which uh, mm. I remember when when uh, we watched this about a month ago. I posted a picture with the Blu-ray, and uh, I think he's drinking a Coors too. Mm-hmm. And a can of Coors I was drinking with, and like mm-hmm. somebody was like, pure water or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, you always get that shit with Coors Light, which by the way, Coors Light or Curse Light, as we say, it's the official uh, beer of Hillbilly DVD reviews. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like I switched Phil D's to Coors Light. Mm-hmm. He was not a Coors Light drinker. I mean, I'm sure he drank it before, but he wasn't a regular drinker. And, like, he would drink other shit, but, like, yeah, like, that became our beer. Because, like, you just get a 36-pack of that, and, like, especially on a hot summer day, you can pound that, pound that shit. It's, like, it's so refreshing because, yeah, that mountain water that comes from, that's no bullshit. <laughs> but if if you, if you think it's, like, water or some shit, like, I don't know what kind of, like, stank mouth dog piss IPAs these people are drinking. <laughs> but it's, like, okay, like... If you don't want water, fucking drink tequila, fucking drink bourbon, drink whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Go drink some hard shit if that's what you want. But it's like, sometimes like a light beer, lager. Like, like I don't drink bacon beer. I don't drink fucking yeah. Guinness. 
like I like shit that's that's yellow and you know light to drink. That's just my beer palette. <laughs> Fucking take your dogfish IPA <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, all that shit that smells like something that sprayed out the back of a skunk's ass. Duh. Let me playing that shit. So TJ was trying to talk to Ruteki about uh, Tina. Yeah. And he didn't want to listen. Yeah. So, I guess he tried. That was his attempt. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but like, like, you're like... You're like of the opinion that it's like everything is TJ's fault. But, like, I think the way, like, they, uh... They kind of uh, oh, that's some good camel toe. Um, I think the way they 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 kind of play it is like this shit's kind of happening slowly with like how Dexter's going to get like uh, you know caught up and shit. I think they're kind of you know it's just kind of slowly happening. It's like nobody really realized like the kind of bad crowd he was starting to hang out. You know, and plus he's like a grown ass man, and like even when you hang out with unsavory characters like I used to in my youth. <laughs> You just always figure, like, yeah, like, I know so-and-so is a fuck-up, but, like, you know, I don't hang out with them too much, or, you know, I can control it and keep them at arm's length, but, you know, eventually the company you keep ends up taking away. These are some daring close shots of her face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're, uh, this skiing's good. I can't believe how crisp and clear this looks, though. Mm. Like, some of these shots, like, they really look like they were just filmed. Um... Yeah, so he's like the new poster guy of the resort, whereas that uh, that other uppity Martin Kemp guy was like the poster guy before. And uh, it's kind of funny. Like, you think they would have, like, multiple posters with, like, multiple um, instructors, you know, to spread out the thing. But it's like, it's really just TJ's poster. Like, they intentionally showed, like, all the posters lined up there. He really is the uh, star of the resort now. Her hair would not look like that after that rough ass skiing she was just doing. I know. <laughs> I don't even think any a girl would have her hair down like that the way she had it doing well, all them crazy skiing. Well, trips. I think they had it like that to try to like match with her, so you could see the hair like flipping around and think it was her. No, I know that, but I'm just saying, just in general, like I don't think that's that would be a normal way to wear your hair to go skiing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like a weird. At first, I thought it was a hat she was wearing, but it was like. It was like a giant band, and then, like, it was like a hat with her full hair coming out the back of it. Oh, no. Yeah, he's got to give this bag to a guy named Steve. See, like, this already, like, with him, I'm just like, come on, guy, like... Yeah, he he tells him, you know, like, don't look in the bag, you know. For him to say if the police bust you, it's like... Really? Like that could be that could possibly happen? No thanks. <laughs> well he's like he's like, you know, you if you don't know what's in here and they bust you, you'll pass a lie detector test. It's like they would never even give you a lie detector test. Like if you just got <laughs> caught with that shit, that would be just it. Caught. Yeah, it's just possession and depending how much of the coke or whatever it is, like Ugh. you know, a certain over any certain amount's gonna be labeled as uh, intent to distribute. It's just like if you're in any kind of situation where it's possible you'll get busted by cops and it's gonna be bad. Like, why yeah. would you even like consider doing it? I no, I know, know you. I know you hate TJ, but this is like the one area. Like, I'll give you. Like, he fucked up. Was like Bryce came back into town and took a ski lesson from him, and then he had to go bang her out. And then, like, I'm assuming he had to be like getting because it had been months and months he was hanging out with Terry Polo. It's like. Mm-hmm. 
he had to, like, if not sleeping with her, at least be romantic with her. And, like, now he's just banging other women. That was his one. Yep. His one sleaze dog. Uh, which, again, it's understandable. Like, that's just what happens when, uh, when guys have too many options thrown their way. They can't manage them. But, uh, yeah, this is where he starts fucking up. It's kind of, it's kind of like dual purpose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she stopped by their place, uh, to let him know what she thought but of the story Terry Polo did, but he was too busy being in the bed of another woman to uh waited until uh, three AM Robin. Damn, he did her dirty. What a jerk. I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now this here guy. Yeah, here's uh, yeah, yeah, here's yeah, Dexter yeah. and the uh He's like he's in a bar and it's like really early in the morning, which like I don't know how open how early or all night or whatever these bars are. Like it's probably supposed to be like nine in the morning or something. But um Yeah. He's waiting to meet a guy named Steve and like I'm curious, like they never they do show him later, they show him doing a lot of coke later, but like maybe he just was drinking and nervous. But I I was wondering if he was supposed to be coked up here because like he's insanely paranoid. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of got that he was, like, super nervous. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would have never done this shit under any circumstance, but I think what I would have done was, like, just keep the bag, like, a couple chairs away to where, like, I could deny it was mine if I had to, you know? Because, mm. like, unless you very clearly show the bartender you had a bag with you, you could probably get away with that and be like, oh, I don't know who that is. And then they just, the way they made it so suspicious where, like, everybody was, like, looking at him and stuff. Yeah, he's asking all the guys, are like, all these old dudes who come in, are you Steve? Are you Steve? It's like, you should know that Steve's going to come looking for you. But he doesn't do skeezy shit, so he wouldn't know. Yeah, he's too white meat baby face. Mm. Yeah, this is rough. Then a cop comes in, and he gets, like, all super scared. Mm. Yeah. He panics. That's a very, uh... Gentle-looking police uh, logo. It's like a leaf or something. Well, they are nasty. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's splashing water on his face in the bathroom, and then all the guys at the bar start coming in there. So he's yeah. he's paranoid that everybody's like watching him, and the oh, cops going to find out. So he's going to go flush all this oh, coke down. Oh, Damn, it's a lot of coke too. All of a sudden, everybody's got to take a shit and get in the stalls. This is, oh, I mean, it's not funny because I feel for bad for the character, but she just walked out as soon as the cop walked in. Oh my god! Yeah, these guys aren't even cops, and he's like, "Go ahead, frisk me." Blah blah. He's all fucked up. That's why I think he was he was high. Like besides drinking, I mean, they never showed him be doing it before. But like, I mean, yeah, later on, later he on, he becomes so, a cokehead. Yeah, I, mean, I guess he could have been, and he just didn't put it in. Yeah, then it turned out the cop was just there to have breakfast. Mm-hmm. He he like doesn't even look at him when he walks out. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as, as soon as he just like flushed the coke down like thirty seconds, all of a sudden Steve comes up. Oh, hey, you got that package. Mm-hmm. Mm. Steve looks like a swarthy French Canadian motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah. Now, she, now the drama's gonna come into play. I think that's what made this hard. Was that like 
Because at first, like, the beginning of it, we weren't really, like, saying much. But, like, yeah. then all of a sudden, everything just starts snowballing. And it just yeah. gets, like, <laughs> It's a fun buddy, like, rogue, like, adventure movie. And then it, like... And then it's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, shit's gonna get real, real here and soon. And here with her, like, she's upset. Because, ugh. Yeah. I don't blame her. She is right to be pissed. Yeah. I had, a, I had a private lesson all night. It's like, duh. It's like... She knew right away she was with her. Yeah. He was with her. Yeah. He's like, can I explain? It's like, what are you going to explain, dude? Yeah. He hired me for the day and night. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like... Yeah, dude. It's like, you could, you could do a skiing job and not be a... Uh, not be a gigolo. You had a good woman uh, invested on you, and you just had to be King Chad. <laughs> See, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, he just became. He's just so like self-involved that he just doesn't care about anybody around him. He's fucking too busy trying to fly up and down the slopes, having that John Anthony lifestyle in Aspen. No, don't buy it, lady. Although I gotta say, for him being like the uh, the star of the ski resort, I like this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she names him Aspen Citizen of the Day. That's a gimmick she does. Ladies, if you got a big house and lots of money, he's available. <laughs> That's actually kind of true, to be honest with you. That's what you get, sucker. He deserves it. <laughs> Goodbye. Go away. Yeah. Cause she, she, she's kind of like a townie, like kind of like local, mm-hmm. but she sees all the flash and the partying and bad shit that people do there. So. She knows what the out of towners come in for. Yeah, it's like the um, what do you call it? What state? What happens in Aspen stays in Aspen <laughs> type bullshit. She knows they're hit it and quit it. Yeah, hit it and quit it. <laughs> Yeah, this is where shit gets super sad. He's driving home. It's like, you know, country, snow road. And then he finds uh, Dexter running along the road all beat up and naked. They stripped all his clothes off and beat him up. He's butt-ass naked, too, in the snow. I'm surprised it didn't freeze it, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, he has, like, tattoos and shit. And I'm like, was that just, like, the stunt guy? Or is that really the character has them tattoos? Yeah, he's embarrassed. He doesn't want TJ to see him like this. I think he was saying, get out, like, go away. Like, he thought yeah. it was still the guys chasing him. Yeah, yeah, he was just paranoid. He's all, like, bloody, too. Oh, fucked up his face, everything. I just feel so bad for him. That's why. It's really, like, like what happens to him that makes me dislike the guy. Yeah. So basically, you, you you blame all this on TJ? Yes. I don't know. He I... made Dexter pick up his life and leave Detroit where he was perfectly happy fixing ski chairs and being from Detroit. Yeah. So now he owes 10 grand mm. when he was going to get paid a grand to do it. Ugh. He says they're going to kill him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, like, 
it's going to make TJ become more of a fuckboy because now he's got to go ask Bryce for the money. Yep. Well, good. He should. And then he has to pay it off by slinging that dick. So. He did. He caused all the trouble in the first place. Which I guess is like like uh, Robin already broke up with them, so I guess it makes sense that he's just going to go to his sugar mom. Yep. And he pretty much like Dang. moves out of the uh, caboose. He has to agree to become like a full time gigolo <laughs> cabana boy now. He just walks in and says, "My friend's in trouble. I need ten thousand dollars." Yeah. <laughs> is that an apology? <laughs> You'd think he would have had, like, some money saved up, though, from, like, becoming the star instructor. Like, those one people... Like, I get they were the probably the biggest high rollers there, but those one people gave him, like, a thousand bucks by that. Like, unless he just had to use all that money to pay all the bills and shit. I like how she just conducts her business at home in a bra and a cardigan. <laughs> I know, she got a cardigan, wide open, lingerie underneath. <laughs> I guess he. I guess she was like a work at home person, so I guess you could get away with that. <laughs> it's just funny because I've never yeah. seen that in anything before. So uh, yeah, he goes and uh, pays this guy off. Says, you know, leave him alone. This is what he owes. Yeah, I wanted to see him punch this guy in the fucking face though. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like this conversation. Yeah, cuz like he he gets the money to pay his debt, but then he like I guess cuz he's pissed or whatever. He's like he abandons him and shit. Again, like all this course well, pro- it wouldn't have happened to me. It's like well then you should have gone to go fucking live your life and ask me by yourself. That's like, I don't know. Ugh, it like makes me so mad. Yeah. And like, they're going to start fighting yeah. now. Oh. Uh, I don't like seeing this. This is what I'm saying. It's so hard to watch because it's like, oh, it's so fucked up. Yeah. <sighs> it's cool, though, that Dexter, they let him in the movie wear a cool Marlboro t shirt. <laughs> I would never be allowed. No, never. See, I'm tired of picking up. Dude, if you would have just left him alone in Detroit, yeah, you wouldn't have to pick up after him anymore. Yeah. Ever. You never would have had to pick up after him. And now he's leaving you. I don't know, though. I, I feel like as a grown man, you gotta take responsibility for your actions. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean he's gotta be deserted. I mean, I really, at this point, he doesn't have a choice to go because yeah. he just asked that lady for $10,000. Yeah, like, he's got to That's really go. most of the reason why he's leaving. But, yeah. I mean, to leave on, like, bad terms or whatever, to make it seem like he's just leaving because he doesn't want to be there, it's a different story. Yeah. He at least left in the van, too. Yeah. Yeah, really. How's he supposed to leave from the middle of nowhere where that caboose is? Yeah, to get to work and shit. I just had him drive him there. Yeah. Ah, he's got his bike. He's got a bicycle. What was that? I think it was the greatest American hero, the A team. Not sure what that is. But yeah, now he's just railing See? lines of coke. This is what uh, this is what starts making me feel bad about this. Yeah. This when they took the picture when they got there. Yeah, uh, next to the ass. Welcome to Aspen sign. Ugh. 
Yeah, do it. Smash that shit. Yeah. It's your fault. Man, look how sweet that deck is, though. It's pretty hardcore. Like wood and concrete. Like, I like how they do that in movies, how they, like, lit up all the trees. Like, the way they look in the background. That's cool. At night. That's usually how those houses are. Yeah. They have all those lights out there like that. (laughs) It's so funny how she's just all normal and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's like soulless. I mean, he really... She's all happy and shit and, like, he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, his story. (laughs) She liked it. Now he's just throwing it into the woods. He don't give a fuck. He's really, uh, Uh-oh. uh, you know how those, those women. Oh my God, I thought it was going to be her. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I thought that the first time I see it, too, but you kind of see his butt through the oh shower. Oh my God. Yeah, like, uh, those women that get all used up, they have what they call the thousand cock stare and all that shit. Uh-oh. He's kind of like that. He's kind of has that, that man whore, uh, you know, his, uh, his soul has been stripped away from all the gigolo sex. But, I mean, I gotta say, like, whatever, like, it's not really, like, it's not really, like, she, like, used him that hard. Like, he could have always said no to her. Yeah. And that's why it's worse. Mm, look at those cookies back there. Yeah, look good. <laughs> yeah, this is why Robin is the saint of Aspen. She shows up in the middle of this caboose. She could have been done with both these guys. Starts throwing out all his, uh, yeah, he does all his, uh, bar wire. I think they're fake though. All his, uh, beer and all his liquor and his cocaine and shit. And she's going to get him, uh, jogging and getting back in shape because she realized how much of a sad loser he's become. Damn, he had a ton of that shit too. That was like a giant thing of powder sugar. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Dang. Yeah, I like their shower. It's just like a little booth. Dang. Um, you would never fit in there, dude. You don't think so? No. I'm, pro- yeah, I'm probably the same size as Peterberg. It'd be uh-huh. tight. There's somewhere recently we stayed. Like I was like all cramped in the shower. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> she makes him shave. She almost got the uh, shampoo in his eyes. Yeah. It's like all on his shoulder. Yeah. She says, I met two guys and I liked them, but I hate what happened to them. Yeah, she's got to get it. This seems like it would be hard trying to jog through this thick-ass snow like uh, this. Like, you would be twisting your ankle everywhere and shit. Well, he's doing it. Yeah, he's huffing and puffing, though. <laughs> trying to get that shit out of his system. Yeah, trying to sweat out all the drugs and shit. <laughs> How come there was no captions on that? Weren't they talking to each other? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Might have been somewhat intelligible. <laughs> oh, now he finally hears her skiing, and like the chick that's doubling her, like the wig is so obvious. <laughs> um, I guess they do show her, supposedly. Yeah, she was a skier, not like championship level or anything, just a casual skier. Wee! Yeah, Dang. he's back on the slopes, tricks. kicking ass. Well, there's that spot again. Yeah, that shot where you can see the town down there. It looks the, so weird because it looks like they're just gonna gonna fall down, fall off a cliff that's... down the thing. I don't know what's with this weird uh, creepy butler or <laughs> manicure or whatever it is in this mansion. A zombie. Oh, there's two. There's like a, a conductor one and like a butler one by the front door. Yeah. Look at his dumb clothes. He looks so dumb. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously the point. 
He's like, uh, he's he is literally Knuff in his new life, TJ is. I'm not sure if that's the proper pronunciation or not. <laughs> so it looked on all the dumb shirts all the dumb guys were wearing. Um, his hair is even like extra feathered now. He's, he's such a fucking himbo. Um. Oh, yeah, he's going home to Detroit. It's 8 p.m. It's time for bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not 8 p.m., but yeah, it is time for bed. That's what it feels like. Yeah, it's 10:48. Oh, well, <clears throat> I guess that's not that bad. Yeah, I was pretty dragging ass before we started. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do this, but once the movie started, but yeah, like, um, yeah, before he leaves, he wants to win the powder eight. And, like, this is where the movie starts getting hopeful and inspirational again, and the guys are getting back to uh, who they were. And it's like, this movie's really going to set you up and punch you right in the fucking nuts. (laughs) But, yeah. So, are you ready to see some more hot Peter Berg flicks? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't he doesn't play any other characters like this kind of doofy, but he <laughs> he does play other characters that are uh, similarly lost and uh, mm. endearing. I just think he, he's a he's a great director now. Like he turned into a director, and I think he's made a handful of really good movies. I don't know if I could watch him play a character like this and get like torn down again. Yeah, <laughs> it's this one is like. Like, I know some, like, oh, God, it's making me dizzy. I know, um, There's, like, sometimes when we watch the movies and I'll, like, tell you, like, oh, when are we going to record? This one, I haven't said anything until yeah. recently because I just. You didn't want to relive the trauma. It's just so, like, it literally trauma. I did tell you that. I, I feel traumatized <laughs> afterwards because I was just, like, that was, like, some fucked up shit, man. Like, ugh. The most uh, traumatic, uh. New Year's Eve movie possible. It was, I think it's just because it, like, the movie was totally not what I expected. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it, like I said, like, I thought it was going to be, like, an extreme sports movie, you know? Like, I thought I it was going to be, like, airborne or something? Yeah, like, I didn't know all this, like, dramatic stuff was going to be happening. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, in general, like, I get attached to characters and people and stuff. Yeah. But even more so with this one because of the way he played the character. It was just so yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, <sighs> Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I, I think he is great in it. And I think he is kind of like, you know, obviously the movie is written the way it's written. But I He's think. telling him that he wrote his name on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I let him hire him. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it would have been the same if they would have cast somebody different. Yeah, because it's just he's just got that look. Yeah. So what was those things again? They were like uh, transponders in case like they got lost or whatever, or like got trapped somewhere. Like the the rescue team could locate them, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they're wearing because of what happened last time where TJ fell down in the cave and shit. Yeah. But um. See, yeah. he even says, I followed you around for the last two years, and there's nobody else I would have rather followed. Even he knew he was just yeah. following him around. But, um. Can't believe two years passed in this movie. I know, that's what I was saying. <laughs> it, was, it was over a long period of time. But, um. 
Yeah, so basically what's going to happen here is, like, they're going to be practicing for their run and shit and just... Which is weird because they're practicing for the Powder 8, but not once do they ever do figure eights. <laughs> yeah, like, they never do, like, the actual eight. Yeah, like, I thought yeah. that was weird. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, um... Yeah, they're, like, way up high, and, like, that. it's really, yeah, no. It's got, like, oh, that. Look, it's, like, blue right That there. blue like glacier ice, yeah. Holy shit, Sorry, I just core. noticed. Oh, it's, like, all up the mountain. Yeah, it's on the side of the mountain. Holy shit. Oh, no, here it goes. Yeah, here's, oh. where, here's where the avalanche starts, the, the, it starts cracking. It's, it's, like, the part that they're not at. So, it like, wasn't their fault. It's just something that was um, forecasted to happen, because later on, TJ says, damn, like, I could have just called in and got the avalanche report. But, like, yeah. And, like, I just want to know how they, like, fake this for the movie. Because, like, the real guys are getting... Like, that's a dummy there, obviously. But still, like, they had to cause some sort of avalanche landslide to film this. And there's really somebody falling. Yeah. Oh, there's... Yeah. It's, like, you can tell when it's real people. You can tell it's the dummies. But either way, they they had to get all this snow moving. So, it's pretty... It's pretty horrific, honestly. Like, even when you can tell it's the dummy or whatever, it's just horrific. Like, oh that shot there, like, how did they do that? Because, I mean... That'd be stock footage. But it's, like, stock so clean. Like, you know how you see stock footage and it's slightly older and you can tell? Like, this looks just, like, visually, like, the sh- the quality of the film looks exactly like the rest of the movie with all the other shit. Well, if they were there for a very... Damn. They might have been... For various with... parts of the year, they might have just had time to film an avalanche. Yeah, that could have been. If you can track them, like you. Can if there really is an avalanche report, then like, yeah, I guess you could. But honestly, like, because uh, I always, I always thought the avalanche that they had oh in Triple X with Vin Diesel was pretty awesome, but this one's like way more real looking. And I, I think a lot of footage is real, and like it's more impressive than the CGI one that they had in Triple X. There's a. There is a Hallmark movie about that, about all that. Like, this girl, the girl of the movie, she's like, oh, she has to read this on the radio. Yeah, she's reading over the radio, and uh, she reads that Dexter died. Oh, it's the first time she's learning about it. Yeah, so a good piece of acting here, too, by Terry Polo. <sighs> hmm. See, it's so it makes me want to cry down. I'm not even yeah. watching it with sound. Oh, it's like it's like I can't take this. The most likable oh. guy in the movie got killed. Yeah. And then this. Oh god. Yeah. Just like shipping his coffin back to his hometown yeah. at the airport. It's too much. But that's good drama. That's uh. That's like Cody Rhodes losing every time he tries to get the belt. But <laughs> but, but not you when always... you don't expect it. Like, when you're yeah. watching wrestling, you expect it's going to be either really good or really bad. With this, yeah. I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be a fun action-packed exchange yeah. sports. <laughs> you didn't think they were going to kill the only likable person uh, in the entire story. Yeah, seriously. Like, legit, that's really but uh, you know and then that show his coffin and everything, yeah, and his coffin scene <laughs> flying away. But that's the difference between movies now and movies thirty years ago. Like movies really wanted you to feel some emotion back then. But like it's also too, it's kind of framed within the way because now he's going to go write write the story about Dexter, and then yeah. that's going to be the one that's going to get him on the map as a writer and shit. So it's really like it's not really it's weird because like it's not. 
it's not like they spend a lot of time. Yeah, this fucker, everybody tell him to take the day off. He's trying to clean out Dexter's uh, locker. But um, it's not really a movie about skiing as much as it's like really a movie about growing up and like his writing. Like the shit he went through, the tragedy he went through. Yeah. That finally made him like a good writer. I mean, he was a good writer to begin with, but it's like, nah. you know, that shit. It's 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 basically just that thing about the trauma you go through is what shapes you, and makes you grow. Yeah. At least he knocks this fucker. Out. No, he's an asshole. Yeah, he. I mean, he asked for it. Yeah. Take your. Yeah. Here. <laughs> now you won't be starting Whoa. that shit. Yeah. I like that poster in the left side. Yeah. <laughs> it is or cool. The Mohawk. Uh, K2 uh, skis. Must have been doing a lot of business back then. Getting uh, very prominent product placement. But yeah, like, I feel like I've talked about Hallmarks in this movie. So in this I was going to say, how, does, how did this one compare to a Hallmark? Because it kind of does have, not that formula, but like that feel to it. Well, with like the setting. this one, um, like there was one that I watched that was like, she was actually like a, it was a very uh, progressive and that she was actually a scientist. Mm-hmm. And she created like this monitoring system that would be able to predict avalanches. Mm. And like the guy in the movie that was like, you know, the lead guy, like he was real stubborn and like felt like he didn't need like technology to be able to determine that stuff. Cause like he felt like he was, it, it was more about being in touch with the land and stuff, like mm-hmm. knowing like the area. Not, not electronic uh, yeah. instrumentation. So, like, I thought that one was actually pretty cool, like how they were talking about all the avalanche stuff. And I mean, of course, who knows if it was like actually like legit, the stuff yeah, they scientifically. Were yeah. yeah, but I mean, the idea of it's pretty cool. So, like, yeah, and I think there was one at avalanche, and like the guy does, like, I think it's the lead guy does, like, get put in a situation where it's like you know it gets scary yeah i thought it was pretty good i should have you watch that one now now that we watched it yeah <laughs> I, just, I just think it's fun to watch these movies during the winter time where they're set and yeah. just like i mean we don't have snow here but well we do we just gotta drive to it yeah i mean we do we do have snow cap mountains literally out the back of this window right here yeah um Damn, look at her all made up in that clown-ass dress. Just... <laughs> She's getting mad at him, too, now. Yeah, he's just dressed like a slob, doing shots by himself, I'll say. She's not letting him mourn his person. Yeah, she says, you're very depressing lately. It's like, <laughs> no shit. But, you know, this, this happens, though. Uh, women, uh, they don't understand when... Uh, Men have to mourn their friends' deaths. I don't. I don't know why. I don't think it was. It's even that. I think she just thought that guy was a loser and is not worth the time. She mm. just wants him to get over it. She didn't understand the value of the friendship. Well, I don't even think she wants TJ to really even have human emotions. To be honest, yeah. Like she, she's he's just, he's just basically a toy, and like you want your toy to be fucking happy and giving you what you want all the time, you know. Well, she's trying to say, like, you wanted a better life for yourself, and he wanted to be a bum. Yeah. Pretty much. 
What uh Dang, she's just like she straight up tells him, Oh, when we're done, we're done. We'll just go with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're the same. Yeah. We're both bimbos. Yeah. You're a, I'm a bimbo, you're a himbo. <laughs> Although she's not exactly a bimbo, she's a successful business lady. She's not just like rich just to be rich. Like yeah. she has a lot of business shit going on. Yeah. But uh but emotionally, she's yeah. She's a cougar. She's she's <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I I wouldn't go that far, but she's she's definitely looking for that young meat for sure. That's her status symbol. There's a new Sandy. Mm-hmm. Sandy skis. Now we have the new version of uh, Dexter. Todd Pounds. Yeah. Hi, I'm Todd Pounds. What a what a fucking porn name. Oh yeah, he escaped his uh, traumatic life as a gay porn star to become a ski instructor. <laughs> But yeah, it's our boy uh, William McNamara here in the new goober that everybody's making fun of, putting in front of the So, like, I kind of like it that he's like, oh, you know, if you want a partner for the aid and powder aid and all that shit. <laughs> and, like, at first he's like, yeah, whatever. But eventually they, they do end up becoming partners, which, like, on one thing, like, I liked it. But, like, at the same time, like, it just seemed like replacing Dexter, like, way too soon. Like, it's like, bro just died a week ago for this contest, and now you're, like... He kind of looks like him from far away. Yeah, he does. I think that was intentional, too, honestly, to find the same type of guy. Mm-hmm. But, um... Saying he has a... He asks him if he wants a partner. Yeah, he tells him I'm not looking for a partner. But, obviously, that's going to change soon, because they got to have the contest at the end of the movie to cap it off. But, um, yeah, it's, like, kind of this part of the movie, it's, like, you even wonder why TJ's still there other than, like, his job. Like, I guess he just doesn't know what else to do, but it seems like he's not even really into skiing right now, you know? Well, he ain't got anything else to do. He killed his friend. Yeah. I mean, his his writing career hasn't really taken off or anything. Well, he's in mourning. Yeah, he is. Like, you just don't want to do shit when you're sad like that. You need to concentrate and think about your friend and remember all the good times. You're really just going through the motions. Yeah. No, oh, there he goes again. Yep, he's up on the uh, the avalanche warning place. I like this, though, that he he kept Dexter's hat. <laughs> it's pretty cool. He put that on. Yeah. It's kind of hard, though, like, if you were, like, in a thing like that and your friend died. Oh. It's kind of weird, though, because, like, he's defying the rangers here. Like, hey, you shouldn't be skiing there. It's too dangerous. You got a renegade. And it's weird. They act like they don't recognize him. Yeah, no, like, nobody knows that it's, like, the most famous guy at the ski resort. Even though, uh, the dad from, uh... Boy Meets World Boy was Meets there. Boy Meets World was one of the guys. <laughs> But they're like, hey, it's too dangerous for you to ski there. So they're like, let's ski too to chase them down. <laughs> it's like, well, well, aren't you now putting three people at risk instead of just one? Like, let this dumbass do his shit. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. Like, drug like, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. Catch him at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> you could have just caught him on the safe side at the bottom. Yeah. Damn. It's kind of crazy, those, tr- those trees that were like covered and barely sticking out yeah 
I kind of feel like like this scene is kind of just like some bonus skiing because they had to get all the drama out of the way. So now there's like the time to get the Aspen Extreme skiing going. <laughs> they wanted you to feel the the freedom that he was feeling. Yeah, because he, he he's he's like I don't he's like I'm just I'm gonna ski this shit for Dexter. I'm gonna make it to the bottom for him. It's just like, just fucking being reckless now. Look at that, just flying down a cliff. That's awesome. There's like so many shots where it looks like they're going to crash into trees and they don't. Yeah. Oh, his thing got stuck in the tree. Like, when I was a kid, the only time I ever really saw skiing in a movie was every every few Bond movies, they would do a skiing segment. Mm-hmm. I always liked it, usually towards the end, or the beginning of me. But, um, yeah, like this is just like hardcore blizzard skiing here. <laughs> Just going through walls and walls of powder, getting covered. <laughs> See, like this, like it's amazing to me that anybody can like really film that shit while you're still moving. Like, because the cameraman or whoever was filming that had to be going down there on skis too. Yeah. But this looks so dangerous because like they're just flying through these oh, areas where geez. there's all these tree oh, trunks. He just fell on his head. Yeah. <laughs> no, bad. don't leave his hat there. Oh yeah, he's got it. No. No, he lost it. Don't leave his hat. Like he'll be in the mountains forever. I know. No. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it really. Oh yeah, this part. Oh my god. I know. So ridiculous. Yeah, the cliff, all the I ice. Was like, there. oh my gosh. I mean, the guys just stand there, but still, it's like. <sighs> I could just imagine hearing it go. Clack, 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 oh, the clacking the, the noise on the ice. Breaking of the ice. Yeah. yeah. Like some Rip Van Winkle shit there Ugh. going on the ice. So gross. And just like I don't know. I don't know how people's legs can deal with that. So would you say this is uh, your favorite skiing movie of all time? <laughs> I guess. It's, I think it's the only one I've ever watched. Yeah. Oh, bro's busting oh, his ass down dang. the ice. Jeez. Oh, my God. I bet somebody ended up with a broken arm or leg filming this shit. God is blessed on people, man. Yeah. We've been watching some movies in the last couple of years that we were like, holy shit. Like, even if it's a stunt person, like, yeah. you knew who it was. It's like even oh, as, I found this hat. Even as a stunt person, it's just like, how do you fucking do that? Yeah, yeah the boss tells him I'm supposed to fire anybody who skis out of bounds. <laughs> he's like, how do you want me to handle this? He's like, any way you want, because like, he just don't give a shit anymore. Look at the snow outside. I know, like I like these shots where they're like in buildings where you can see all the slopes and stuff outside. <laughs> Funny that they have him in the shot with a picture. I know. He tells him, take me off the poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just asks him, he's like, just get your shit straight. Because it's like, it really seems like up in the air, like the way he's playing it. Like, you really don't know which way he's going to go. Yeah. Well, he said, like, I don't know how to deal with this. But at the same time, it's like he knows he's the best guy they have. Yeah. It's like he doesn't want to just get rid of him. Yeah, he'd prefer not to lose him. Yeah. Yeah, and this is when he starts writing the story about, you know, Dexter Ruteki. Mm-hmm. Like, who he was as a person, how he lived his life. Mm-hmm. He's he's back in the uh, caboose now that his uh, sugar mommy kicked him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, he left. Yeah. He's going to send it in. Yeah, to Powder Magazine. That's interesting. They're located in Dana Point. Yeah. That's a beach city. Well, <laughs> I mean, extreme sports, publishing, you're not going to be making the magazine up in the mountains. I guess. 
I like this too. Like we said this too. We're like, but he goes to the mailbox and it's like, <laughs> it's like in a fucking river. Like she's like, how does the mailman get there? Get that. Yeah, it's nice lake. But yeah, and then it just cuts to you know probably like a couple months later, and the mailman comes. Legit rural man. How's that mail not gonna fall out the window? Like they usually have one door open, not both. I just noticed that. Well, he's. I mean, he gotta open it up so you can see him for the movie. You know. Yeah. They just filmed him through the window. No, nah, you wouldn't have seen him as good. Put the camera. Close. Mm. I like these like raggedy ass sweatshirts he's he's wearing. They had those the whole movie. Yeah. Both of them. They just, uh, him and Dexter just wore shit to her. Look how funny the names on the box, they look all old and aged. Yeah, Ritecky Brick. Well, I mean, technically they lived there for like three years at this point, so I guess you could. I guess so. But it's funny, like, wouldn't you just have the number there? Would you really need to put people's names? <laughs> yeah, Aspen Extreme, written by T.J. Burke. That's yeah. the uh, article in Powder Magazine. So that's where the name of the movie comes from, Genius. Yeah, and they got the picture of them by the welcome mm-hmm. to Aspen side. <laughs> Look how he's standing. He's standing so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Terry Polo reads it. Mm-hmm. I heard fly. Yeah. I, I gotta say, like, maybe it's just like how you said, like, oh, like, this movie wasn't anything like you thought it was gonna be or whatever. Yeah. But, like, you know, I just wanted to watch it because it was uh, Peter Berg and stuff. And, like, had no idea what I expect. But, like, I love this movie. Like, I just think it's, like... Because it's got, like, the aspect of it that I, I really like. Like, I like movies that, you know, people going on an adventure, chasing a dream, whatever. Like, I like the ups and downs. And then, like, yeah, like, you don't expect it to get as heavy as it does. But, uh, I don't know. And I know you hate the guy who played TJ. <laughs> yeah, like, it's weird because it's, like... I I get, like, I mean... It kind of goes away a little bit, because you can tell he really fucking feels bad. But, like, and, like, he's trying to, like, heal from it, you know? Like, trying to go on and live life. Because, I mean, I get, like, what they were doing. Like, it was an accident. You know, I get that. Like, it's not like he made the avalanche happen or anything. No, it just, the avalanche happened by itself. Yeah, like, I get that. So it's like, I mean, I'm a little bit understanding of him at this point in the movie. Like... Because I know it was such a freak accident kind of thing. Yeah. Like, the... It's really just because he's not acting like an asshole anymore at this point. Yeah. You know? That I'm Which is so, like, it's, all right. <laughs> it's so funny that we see it so differently. Because, like, I never really thought he was an asshole. Like, I thought he was lost. And I thought he was making some bad decisions at that point. But I never really thought, like, he was, like, a cock or anything. Like, I never thought he was really to blame. He just seemed like he got a big head because, like, of how everybody was treating him. Like, he was such hot stuff. Like, he I, just let it get to his, you know, his ego or whatever. I, I kind of, like, I don't feel like he really got a big head. I feel like he just couldn't help it. Like, when you're, like, the king stud, like, you kind of got to live up to it. But I don't think he ever thought he was better than Dexter or didn't want to be Dexter's friend no, anymore. Not like or anything. That, but, I mean, like like you're saying, like, you kind of got to live up to it. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you yeah. could just still be yourself. Like, <laughs> why do you have to live up to what anybody thinks of you and just be who you really are? 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's who he really was. He really wanted all that. He really wanted that. Well, like how they said, like, oh, the ski instructor's here. It's like a fantasy for these rich people. You got to be good looking. You got to be good at skiing. Like, they got to look up to you. It's like, you got to do it. I mean, that's different when you're working with clients, but not when you're doing shit, like, in your real life. That's stupid. Like, (laughs) yeah, but I mean, these girls ain't going to fuck themselves. You know what I mean? Well, then therein lies the problem having that mindset. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I mean, like, I just think you don't know what it's like to be a man. That's all. But like, he had like two girls. One yeah. of them was like using him, basically, yeah. and the other one wasn't. Like, why yeah. would you even consider that random shot with the baby? Yeah, it's funny. The boy from uh, <laughs> the the dad, I should say, from Boy Meets World. Like, he's like cheering. He he's baby. like cheering the guys on in the contest, and then all of a sudden he has a baby like on a little papoose on his stomach. He's like, watch, watch these guys ski. Oh, and the baby's like, oh, I'm never like frozen. Never the rest of the movie has yeah. he ever like no, shown never. that he had a baby. Well, he re- like I don't know. Maybe there were some cut scenes, but yeah. like they like they never explained. I mean, he just was the guy that worked at the resort and helped them and shit, yeah. and like. All of a sudden, he has a baby at the end. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to be the big fucking, like, cock guy, then you're going to be the yeah. big jerk-ass cock guy, and you're going to try and go for all the the poo-tang you can. Otherwise, you could just be, like, the uh, humble guy, if you're really a humble guy, and just go for the nice girl. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, like, they kind of, like, I don't know if it's really breaking the rules, but they go off, like, the regular path, and they, like, they... They do, like, a more, like, dangerous path. And, like, it looks like they're going to fly right into the ESPN helicopter and get, like, chopped up. But what's weird about it is that, like, why would you do that if you're not really going to be able to see the path? Like, Yeah, because it's so crumbling as they go great. down. Yeah. Like, you think you want to put it into, like, the smoothest snow possible yeah. to, like, make the clearest Because that's path. the way you're supposed to win. Yeah. Whereas now... You can kind of see it there. But, yeah. But I guess it's, I, the way I t- interpret it was, like, the judges are just like, oh, shit, they're doing it the most difficult way possible, you know? Yeah, like, they just took the hard route or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I would say the only thing he really fucked up was once he had all the romance going with Terry Polo, and then the other lady really just abandoned him, too. Like, she just left for business for, like, six months or however long the shit was. Yeah. Uh, for the season she left, and then, like... Like, yeah, like, once he had it going with Terry Polo, like, he, he did fuck up by sleeping with that lady again, and, like, he that's that was kind of, like, his descent into male whoredom at that point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, I never really, until, like, they started arguing and shit, I never really felt like he abandoned Dexter that much, just, like, they just had other shit going on. Can't be with your friends 24-7. So curious how that spiderweb shit got going in ski gear. It's so weird. What spiderweb? Well, like the asshole guys, like they hit on their pants. Maybe it was from the spider brand, but we, those like like they don't wear it in these movies. But we used to see these skiers, and they had those like leotard skiing things. It would be like big spiderweb, Spider-Man looking patterns and shit. Dang! Damn, they got a perfect ten. <laughs> oh, they got an extra ten. An extra ten. The judge threw it in. Their boss decided the winner right there. <laughs> like, see? With the spider whips. Ah, dang it. Yeah. They're quick shots, but it's like, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like teal and purple ski outfits. So, yeah. So, TJ and... Uh, <laughs> he's 
still holding that baby. It's so I weird. Know. It's so <laughs> random. Like, you know how it's like hard to like film with babies like time wise and shit because of the laws. Oh. Were they just like switching out a new baby every fifteen minutes so they wouldn't <laughs> freeze out there? Like what? Like it was so silly. <laughs> Dang, that girl was all up on him. I know. <laughs> Telling you these ski groupies. They're outrageous out here. Snow bunnies. Harry Polis showed up all happy for him. They're going to get back together, I'm sure. It's hard to say because the movie ends right now. But, <laughs> but, but like, the romance at the end kind of is, like, I feel like the Hallmark producers, they're, like, saw this movie, like, oh, this the is... The last per- eight minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's perfect formula for uh, our network. We just have to cut out the part about the guy dying in the ski avalanche. What is a ski bunny mm. and a track attractive female at a ski resort, especially mm. one who is more interested in being seen than mm. in skiing? Mm. Ski bunny. So snow bunny is just the girls who come over to your house because you have a lot of cocaine. Is that, what it is? <laughs> is that the difference? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you just gave it a meaning. Oh, there's a song called Snow Bunny by Bootsy Collins. Of course there is. What yeah. is Snow Bunny slang for? Yeah. Uh, well, Urban Dictionary also has Snow Bunny as a mm-hmm. girl that goes to the mountains to wear cute ski or snowboard clothes to drink hot chocolate and hit on the hot ski lift boys. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but something tells me that's wrong because it came from Urban Dictionary. Yeah, Urban Dictionary is <laughs> always give you three. Oh, he loves her. Yeah, he explains. She's like, oh, I don't love you. <laughs> Yeah, she's, she's like, you're just going to leave town, right? And he's like, no, I'm not going to leave town. I'm going to stay here and concentrate on being a writer. Which, I mean, it's a good play for him because he, you know, he has a job and everything. is a ski thing. Mm-hmm. But then he can write during nighttime or in the off-season or anything. And, he, yeah, he confesses his love to her. And they have a kiss. Mm-hmm. Tender embrace on the uh, ski stuff. Oh, look, he's wearing Ford. <laughs> yeah, he's sponsored by Ford. The whole contest was. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. He's still uh, rep- represented home. Yeah, I'm telling you, this this movie was all about... Fanola Hughes, that was the girl who played Bryce. But, um, yeah, that was... Uh, like, this movie was thick with the... Uh, the uh, What do you call it? The product placement, but I don't think it really, like... Uh, uh, that's how sports movies are, though. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, like, all kinds, like, with the beer and yeah. like the cigarettes and all that shit. Because I was allowed then. Yeah, it was. It was. It was okay. Beard. Somebody was named Beard. <laughs> well, yeah. the stunts were only about like a dozen guys. You think they would have gone through way more with all that hardcore shit they're doing? Not really. So yeah. So uh, I don't know. I just wanted to cover this movie because I I think it's a because you it, wanted to destroy my soul. Yeah, that's what I wanted. To do. <laughs> I want I wanted to make you cry like how you cried in Titanic when Jack floats off the 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 door the where that oh wood shit God. is they're trying to and he he floats to the bottom and she's holding the uh, necklace. Um, no, I just, just thought it was a movie probably like not a lot of people covered, but it's just like and I don't even know how informative it was listening to us talk through it, but it just it really is like a roller coaster ride of emotions because it's just like such a fun buddy movie. But then, like, you know, it reaches those things. And, like, 
like I like when like he went through all his drug shit, Dexter, and then he got clean, and then they're like, yeah, we're gonna win the contest, bro, and it's like, yeah, like 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 you think that's gonna be like the high note, but then it, like it hits even like even more like the bottom of uh, you know sadness after that, and uh, well, I think this one is interesting because like a lot of the times like you always ask me to do these episodes with you because you want to get my reaction with things and it's yeah. like most of the time well i don't i guess most probably like 80 percent of the time maybe less 75 percent of the time we pretty much have like a similar feeling about the movie yeah but then there's some every once in a while that i obviously have like a different <laughs> feeling yeah. from it than you do so it's like with this one i think probably we really are like have completely opposite like, yeah. thoughts about this one which you know it's fine like it's like it's i'm interpreting it from a female point of view plus my point of view which is usually abnormal from just everybody yeah. and then you're approaching it from your point of view and from a male point of view so yeah i think that's what makes makes it interesting because <laughs> we have different interpretations of things yeah, just uh, this movie really uh, took me off guard. Ninety three, I think, is what the year was on it. Uh, it just took me off guard, and it just was way better than I I ever thought. It, you know, because I'm not I'm not really overly interested in skiing at all. I've never yeah. even been skiing, but like, yeah, it just you know, it goes to show that even super minor movies that weren't hits from the time period they can catch you off guard and uh, you know be entertaining in ways you wouldn't think so. But I mean. I don't know, like, to me, it's just the kind of story I'm just interested in, like, you know, guys with a dream and trying to do shit, and then, like, all the the adventure that pops up, you know, kind of reminds me, like, a lot of, like, my own life and, like, uh, in terms of, like, just the roller coaster ride of trying to do stuff with your friends and go on a big adventure together like that. Yeah, and I think it's also, too, like, I mean... It's not like millions of people listen to this show or anything, but like... How do you know that? I don't know, because I always ask you, and you know, <laughs> men never make it sound like millions of people do. And the millions. <laughs> but I think it's also kind of cool, too, that like... And that's why I always tell you, like, I wish we could do, like, other things to, like, talk about stuff that people don't know or just alternate opinions about stuff, because... On first glance, like, this movie looks like an extreme sports movie. Like, it looks like you're just gonna watch a bunch of, like, sporty skiing shit, you know? Yeah. But, like, the fact that, like, we're doing this and, like, whoever listens to it, like, who might not normally give it a chance because they think it's gonna be some sporty skiing shit. Yeah, I hope at least one person that listens to this show tracks this movie down and watches it. Yeah, now, like... You know, whoever listens to it, that you know, maybe we could get what the hell? What's he? Yeah, we're watching. We're watching the trailer, and so far, none of this is from the movie. Like, the, oh, finally, oh, one shot from the trailer. It's like all these girls in bikinis. The trailer was legit. And all these the ski bunnies. Porsche, yeah, which none of them were in the movie. And you could tell they just shot it separate. That looks funny. Yeah, now finally they're showing like the real trailer mm-hmm. of the movie. But like, yeah, like at least like us talking about it and like showing that was another one. Yeah, there's a bunch showing, of showing uh they had a lot of unused footage. Yeah. Um, us talking about it and showing that it's more than just like a sports movie. Yeah. Like hopefully somebody's encouraged to like check it out. Check if, it out, if give it a chance. Get a hold of it somehow. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's 
you know, or, or at least just if some, even if somebody just thinks of it next time they see it showing on TV, maybe give Damn, it a chance. What we just watched looks so much better than the trailer. I know this I is like some it. standard definition DVD quality trailer, like that Blu-ray. We just watched awesome. the Blu-ray, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, that's going to go into a whole nother conversation, but it's like, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't really feel like we need 4K, like, Blu-ray can look so good, I know there's some Blu-ray that doesn't look Yeah, good, it's just like anything, some look good, some like, don't. man, like, what we just watched, I don't feel like I need to get a 4K of this, like, after what we just watched. I think, I think the 4K would probably look worse, because yeah. then it would have all that boosted contrast and yeah. shit. Yeah, that, and it's hard when you got, like, real white. Background yeah. And stuff. yeah but like yeah man like what we just watched looks so pretty much. i know and, and that, that's like another thing too is i mean there's like and that used to be a big part of movies in general was scenery and visually like mm-hmm. feeling like you're in a movie theater but you're watching a different place and kind of you know living vicariously and feeling like you're physically at another place and i think this movie did that really well and uh mm-hmm. I don't know, just just a good character study too, really, you know, and I always like character. What the hell? Yeah, that, that's like oh an ending God. shot that was never there in the movie. There is so much kissing in this movie that does not happen in the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's kissing her and the camera pans up and, like, they must have reshot the ending or something because, like, <laughs> at the end of the trailer he's kissing her and the camera pans up and there's fireworks oh going off. God. Yeah, crazy. But no, yeah, like, I just, I can't recommend this movie highly enough, you know. Yeah. Especially, you know, and, like, I know this was put out by Disney and stuff, and obviously there was, like, um, you know, a lot of money probably spent to capture those, those uh, you know, skiing sequences and all that. Mm-hmm. But at its heart, like, it really does feel like an independent movie. It feels like, you know, just a little character drama movie, and I thought that's what was really good about it, so. Yeah. Like, if you like character-driven movies, just in general, not, like, sporty related or anything just in general like it's a pretty good movie yeah it'll affect you for the rest of your life <laughs> it will scar you it for... will stamp your your aura but don't you think that's life. good though it made you feel something well yeah of course that's what i always say i'm pretty sure i've said it on here before too what makes a movie a great movie is that it makes you feel it sticks with you it makes you feel strong feelings whether it's it makes you hate a character whether it makes you fall in love with the character, whether it makes you feel, like, depressed days later, like, yeah. a great, that's a sign of a great movie, is how strongly it affects you. And yeah. not, like, I'm not talking about, like, how I can't stand watching movies with actresses I don't like. That, yeah. That's not what I mean. That's superficial. I mean, like, the story itself. Like, mm-hmm. when it sticks with you, and, like, because this one, it, like, really stuck with me for, like, yeah. I wouldn't even say days. It was, like, weeks. I was still, like, ugh. <laughs> like, I was still, like, feeling, like, like blue, you know? Just kind of yeah. sad. And, like, because it just, I don't know. So, it's, like, when a movie makes you feel that way, that's how you know it's a great movie. And that can even be, like, this little movie that nobody's really probably watched, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, a, like, a movie that's a great movie it doesn't have to be a big blockbuster or yeah. a big three-hour Scorsese dramatic Yeah, it, d- like, it doesn't have to be a best uh, picture yeah, winner. Yeah, it's a movie that, that yeah. makes you feel something yeah. strongly. It sticks with you. You remember it forever. Like, it's affect- it affects you forever, you know? Like, to me, that's what makes a great movie. And it's like, even a lot of time, like, it, even if I don't like 
what's happening in the movie because it's like hard to deal with like if somebody has cancer in the movie or something like that some harsh shit yeah Yeah, like and you come out of it feeling sad like that doesn't mean that it was a bad movie because all all it was was about somebody dying from cancer you know like it's not that it's that it depicted it so well that it made you you understand what that person might be feeling you know so it's like to me like this was one of those where I was just like damn this movie fucked me up yeah (laughs) like it really did. <laughs> and even rewatching it again, like, I was almost going to tear up again, like, on that part with the, after he died and stuff. Yeah. Like, the coffin? That's, yeah, oh, my that's, God. That's yeah. hard for me to watch. Because I just grew so attached to his character. Like, I I fell for him, you know, like, as a, like, not even, like, oh, I fell in love with him, but just, like, it, yeah, I fell, really yeah. had, like, empathy and sympathy for his character. Because right. I just felt so bad from it for him. And, like, yeah. But that's that's what I love about it. It's it's such a like an epic ride from that beginning part where like you know they're in the town in Michigan. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, let's get out of here. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, you know, like you mean get something? He's like, no, get out of this town. <laughs> it's like just that dream of like you and your friend like yeah. doing something. And you yeah, know. I think that's definitely something that you could relate to more than me because I didn't leave to accomplish anything. I left to get away from my life. <laughs> yeah. From the hard life I felt like I was experiencing. But uh, yeah. yeah, like I think you definitely could relate to this yeah, a lot. For sure. So yeah, so that's it. I hope you guys uh I, I hope I hope there's a Hope there's at least one person that's inspired to watch this movie mm-hmm. after listening to this out. And I hope there's also at least one person who also saw this years ago or maybe rented it from the video store when they were younger and like they remembered it and they've always loved it and nobody ever talks about it. So either way, yeah. yeah. So uh, thanks as always for listening, guys. And uh, I don't know. We're having a happy and safe winter. We know it's been pretty gnarly out there. Yeah, the great freeze. and Here in the U.S. anyways, I'm here somewhere else, but. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty harsh, so hopefully you guys are safe and keeping well, warm somehow. Well, the majority of people who listen to this are, are in the U.S., and then after the U.S., the, the U.K., so it's pretty gnarly weather-wise over there, I think, this time of year. So, yeah. Hopefully you guys are safe. and Yeah, and uh, don't, uh, don't let that... Well, they call it the seasonal depression gets you down. Yeah. Because we were going through that. Like, that's why, that's a big part of why we haven't been doing too many shows. Honestly, just me in general is like, I've been getting sick and uh, also just being like literally cold and tired. Like, just like, like, I'm just like after work and stuff and get off and literally feeling like you're always hungry because I think your body's trying to stay warm and just wanting to eat everything in the house. Yeah, and then the heat <laughs> kicks on, and you just want to get under the cover and like <laughs> yeah. sleep at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. Hopefully, you guys are okay out there. Yeah, I, I think we're turning the corner here, though. So we get get going again here now that we won't be freezing to death and feeling sick. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so that's it, guys. Thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you again real soon here in the movie graveyard. Yeah.